you need a permit for that. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Lorian and Spencer. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. Packing bowls and freeing souls. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. on folks it is on it is on so when are we smoking some weed smoke it a bowl sir walk on smoke on Mwah. clothing is optional but pot is not they have some of the most soothing voices i've ever heard podcasting are you sufficiently soothed happy token tuesday welcome welcome we're here to soothe you in the that's bowl. Right, that's right. Come to the right place to get soothed. Pretty soothing for a Tuesday anyway. It is September 28th, 2021. And you're right now listening to Bowl After Bowl episode 106. That's what we're at tonight. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean holding a little baby wolf cub in my arms once again. He has a frozen teething ring tonight. But that's still not what he wants to chomp on. No, 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 no. Why would you chomp on the teething ring when there's perfectly good boobs right in front of you? Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, who can blame him? Yeah, it makes sense. Did you see her breasts? Uh, well, welcome back to the bowl. Yes, in the bowl, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's always fun to goof around in the chat. And you can find that by going to bowlafterbowl.com. Click on Listen Live. There's a link to the IRC chat room. I think we've got a Kiwi link in there. So if you're in a browser, you don't want to pick an IRC client or anything, you can just click that. It takes you right where you need to go. Just decide what you want to call yourself and get on in there. That's right. Start start, uh, bowling along with the bowlers in there. All the cool kids are in the chat. All the cool kids. It is true. (laughs) I see them. They're right there. Yep, hanging out in the bowl. How you doing, cool kids? Hello, (sighs) fellow cool kids. Fellow cool kids. (laughs) They're out there. Um... So, as most most podcasts start, we like to crack a couple open. Cheers. uh, Yeah, cheers. We also like to thank everybody that helps us put this thing together. And I don't know why I'm just feeling out there tonight some kind of extra sauces out there, some kind of extra energy. Like, we're all humming right now. I can feel you out there. We're humming. I think there's a lot of factors. I think... uh, Last night's hog story is a big chunk of it. I think there's a lot of different things, though. Kind of all coming to uh, some point on the horizon that we can't see yet. But it's just so big. And I can just, I can feel it out there. And so we want to thank all you guys that uh, help add to that vibration, that hum. You're increasing the volume. Like, we can feel it over time. Just thinking back over when we, like, blew the dust off of this thing and got it back going as a podcast. Until now, like, all the things that have come to pass uh, from from the podcasting 2.0 integrations to the meetups to all these different connections that have been made um, it's uh, it's it's crazy it feels crazy so 
Um, with that, I want to thank some people. We're a value for value podcast. What that means is we come sit down here every Tuesday, sometimes some random days with bulls with buds. Uh, and we do the show, we put it out there and we try to put value into it. That's, that's kind of our goal. We want to make it something that's worth something. Uh, not just for us to do every Tuesday, but for you to sit down and uh, join us and listen to and be a part of as well. We want to make it worth that. And so that's what we do. And then we ask that in return, uh, if you do get that value or you, if you see it, if you get it, uh, just send that back in a plethora of different ways that you can do it. Uh, Adam Curry always likes to say time, talent, treasure, and we like to say it too. Um, every week we do a new topic, the first time I ever fill in the blank. This week's topic is a great one. It's the first time I ever met an asshole celebrity, and it's pretty easy to chime in. That's like uh, baby's first value received. You can give value to the show via a good uh, content voicemail just by picking up your phone and call 816-607-3663 and the play of Also, if you're text shy, you can text that same number. If you're voice shy, you can text that number. You can text it. <laughs> and, uh, or MMS or whatever you like. Yeah, send us pictures. To uh, kind of illustrate the first time. First time you ever met an asshole celebrity. And um, another way is uh, sending in clips, sending in uh, leads, all of that good stuff. Oh, art, episode art. We've gotten some awesome episode art we before. Have. That's true. Uh, we've used user art before. Uh, all of that can be done just by emailing uh, uh, Spencer, I should say. Spencer at bullafterbull.com. Or Lorian at bullafterbull.com. And now that I've reconfigured my email, you'll actually get a response from me because it will go to my inbox rather than some black hole that never gets forwarded to the uh, inbox I actually check. Yay. Gotta love it. Um, you love it. And then, of course, there's the obvious one, the treasure. Uh, these are the numbers, and these are really what keeps the thing going and all this momentum building. Um, and I want to thank a couple pro producers today, starting with our buddy Boobery. Aw, boobs. Coming in with 2337. Ooh. Thank you, sir. And he's got a note. And, of course, I don't have it at the ready. Uh, but I'm trying to pull it up. Pull it up, pull it up. Pull 2337. It. I like those numbers. Here we go. Spank you for your courage. Hold on, I got something for that. Uh, happy 10 years, and may the next 90 continue to get more naked and more stoned. Woohoo! Boobs. Oh, thanks, boobs. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on! Thank you, boobs. She's got boobs. big boobs, doesn't she? Yes! I knew it! We got big boobs. Boobs. Big boobs in the chat. Big boobs in the bowl. Thank you, boobery. We appreciate it. And then, of course, uh, Fletcher... Comes in with his monthly stonation. Woo, Fletcher, thank you. Of 420. Hey. Thank you. All cash, baby. Appreciate it. And uh, just in, hot off of the presses, is a new stonation. Woohoo. Cotton Gin. Thank you, Cotton Aww, Gin. Thank you, Cotton Gin. The 420 monthly stonation is growing in popularity. So uh, that's a nice, easy one where it's just a small amount. You can set it and forget it. And then. You know, you just hear your name every month, and you're like, "Whoa, did I did I do that again? Oh, it's already automatic. Does it for me? It's very low key, very easy to do." Um, there's a donate page on bullafterbull.com where you can uh, 
send in your treasure uh, if you so find value that way. Uh, we all know the first rule of smoking. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. So all we ask is that you don't be a mooch, you pass the bowl, and uh, you give value that you got. Just keep this thing going. This is like a big, crazy, awesome feedback loop uh, that we're slowly building. Whether you call it a community or a network or a whatever we've got going on here. Like... Uh, the give and receive, it's its kind of incredible how it, it multiplies and uh, is turning into something bigger than any of us could have, like, built on our own. So, again, we thank everybody. I also want to thank uh, Sir Bimrose for getting us on the No Agenda stream. and uh, Yes, thank you, Sir Bimrose. Getting us hooked up to go live every week, every Tuesday night. It's really cool because he did, uh, last night, send a message in to... Hog story uh, with Mr. Adam Curry appearing. I strongly encourage everybody to check that out if you haven't heard it yet. Um, I don't. I don't know. I didn't see if it was published. I've been away all day, so it might not be published, but it might be. Um, but right when it drops, if it hasn't yet, give that a listen. But um, it really blew my mind and, and made me think when when Bimrose said there's ten shows now that go live every week on the No Agenda stream plus thirty seven regularly updated shows that play 24-7 on the stream. So the thing that we're just a little piece of and a little part of that's been growing, it's like uh, he said to me last night, it's almost like we've been able to do what Podshow and Mevio and other things didn't do, and it's just because of the, it's because of the way it's incentivized and the way that the reward and the value for value is in place, like, uh, there's no incentive for competition. It's more a incentive for cooperation and you know helping each other out and um, that love over fear, that lack of a scarcity mentality. Yeah, abundance mentality. That is just kind of we're watching it blossom, and it just sometimes you got to take a step back and look at where the things started off with. And I can't even see far, that far back, you know, because I'm just the guy who came along even to know agenda itself uh, relatively later on in the show's life, uh, like in the 500s. So it's just wild. It's just wild. I've been, it's been really on my mind lately. But uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Been a crazy week. Had some milestones. Yeah. We had um, our 10th anniversary Friday. That's right. That was awesome. 10 years Ten years from the, from the day I met you, and we've pretty much been, with a few like notable exceptions in time, just like side by side for the whole, the whole ten years of it. Yep, it's pretty, pretty awesome, much. pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, always fun. We had to, of course, uh, recreate our Wendy's date. Yes, and go to a Wendy's because when we went to the cannabis revival uh, ten years ago last Friday. That's where we stopped to get a get our launch was Wendy's, and you were kind of extolling the virtues of Wendy's because you were still like freshly an ex employee <laughs> of there. That's right. And even still to this day, Lorian, when she's like saying something that Wendy's does, she'll say "we." It's so embarrassing. She'll be like, "Yes, we never freeze our burgers or something <laughs> like that." <laughs> I'm like Lorian, you haven't worked there for like eleven years. Yeah, this is my first uh, job. Job. It's like the CIA. Once you, you know, you never actually leave Wendy's. 
They implanted the nuggets in my brain. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got my massive upside down soft drink lid of ketchup just to yes. keep with traditions. And we had to go to three different places to find one that was actually uh, open with the lobby. Yeah. Because you, you got three kids locked up in, a, in seats in the back. Like, you're not driving through. No. Not if you want to maintain your sanity. Anyway. No, the car thanks you for not letting the kids eat drive-through food. It's like hard enough to get them to eat all of it when you're sitting down at the table with them right across from you, you know? You got to keep undermining them to finish your chicken, eat the chicken, just eat it. But uh, they're good slow eaters. NetNet asks Frosty for dipping fries in. You know, I do love doing this, but I don't do it often. It's true. And uh, I think that we actually did do that. On the original time. The day we fell in love. The day that we fell in love. For the first time. <laughs> I wish I had some epic button to push for that, but there's just no love button. Mm, no can love. Fully, uh, fully describe it. Yeah. But then we went to the fun farm. Yes. In Kearney. And uh, at the entrance booth where you buy your tickets, the guy was like, oh, how old is the little one? Pointing to Asina, our two-year-old. And I said, she's two. And he's like, okay, well, that'll be four adult tickets. And I was like, are you kidding me? Hello? Yeah. They don't have kids tickets, you guys. It's all adult prices. All cash, baby. Yeah. Which, uh. I would just say I think it's a great spot for dates or, uh, like, teenagers to hang out at this point. The kids had a lot of fun. I mean, there's a lot to do for little kids there, but, man, it was expensive. I think what really you have to do is just, like, the past thing and Uh, then just do it all season, you know, like, several times. Yeah. It's the only way to really do it in a valuable way, I think. And then, like, once you go once in a year, then it's, like, too late, you know? Yeah, you can't go once, pay that admission, and then go get a pass and do it over and over again. It's like just nah, like being a friend of the zoo. You got to wait till next year and then get next year's pass, and then you can do it several times. I think it's 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 tough for me because I'm on that line too. You know, like it's definitely overpriced, and it's it's really egregious. There's not some kind of like two to five price or two to four or something. Yeah, because like I was saying, what are the two year olds doing? Uh, right. Hardly anything. Just from a, just from a strictly cost benefit uh standpoint like they're not able to do all the activities so like admitting a two-year-old does not cost as much even if you're talking about upkeep you know which there's minimal stuff i mean you get in there it's like all playgrounds and you know there's a uh, a seed corn pit yeah the corn pit the biggest one i've ever seen um there's a slide on a hill and you like grab a rug and slide down the slide Yes. And then a tractor that has barrels that look like cows pulled behind it. And you get to ride in the barrels. Yeah, like the cow train. And a hayride and a corn maze. They usually have a carousel up and running, but it was uh, out of commission this year. I think it's not just not built yet. Oh. They're also building a train to go around the pond. For an extra fee, you can pick apples and pears. And, of course, they have pumpkins for sale. It's got to be, what, like 40, 50 acres at least? It's pretty big. Maybe I'm so bad at guessing acreage, so I, I don't even... All right, I'm not going to guess. I don't it's, even have a stab to take at it, to be honest. But it's, 
freaking huge. It's pretty big. And we went for the first time last year for my birthday. That's how we found it. Yep. It's fun. It's fun if you're ever in Kearney, Missouri, looking for something to do. They got a (laughs) bunch of farm animals there, too, of course. Oh, of course. Not even 10 minutes, and we're into the park. And uh, I get this ginormous splinter in my pointer finger that just goes right under the nail, but like right up on the side where the nail starts to curve, just like... deep in there i got no clippers i got no knife on me for some reason just like ill prepared for this right under the fingernail i like grabbed and pulled a lot of it out but it had had split off already and so there was there was that i had to deal with for the rest of the night like on top of the cut on the bottom of your foot from cleaning out the pond you already had just been getting injured lately that's all it's like (laughs) that's all little annoying it's like not you know not go to the hospital injuries or like cost you money injuries. It's just like these little annoying. <sighs> yeah, but a splinter setbacks under the fingernail? That, that take you a while to recover from. Yeah, so it stayed That's in there bad. all night. We did have a lovely uh, dinner at Gino's. Oh yeah, that was a great little Italian joint. I've um, never been there. In my hometown, and then uh, two-year-olds eating spaghetti though is a nightmare. <laughs> I'm sitting there just with a a finger in the ice water, <laughs> just. Just trying to chill it out because my finger's just on fire all the way up into the uh, wrist and arm and everything. Just nuts. Yeah, that was a bummer. But uh, but still a wonderful 10th anniversary. It was. And it's fun watching the kids have fun and your dad joined us and it's fun watching your dad have fun with the kids. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Your, what, your dad's what, perpetually... 12? <laughs> Somewhere in there. He's a fun guy, though. Yeah. Fun guy. Definitely a fun guy. Definitely. No doubt. And then, late Friday night, Circus Media came to town. That's true. And so we, we came had... to check out uh, the beauty that is Kansas City. Yes. And we had the pleasure of meeting him Saturday. That's he right. came over. He braved our house and yeah. the children. <laughs> he came over to our tornado ravaged house it always just looks like such a whirlwind especially now because we're like up at pops for the weekends all the time you know yeah i gave him so that line i just <laughs> it's like it's not like it was put together before that by any means <laughs> no. that's not what i'm trying to say but what i'm trying to say is like we're just like here less often to correct all of those wild things now in the in the recent past so it's just like uh but, but anyway you know he he brought us some fresh produce from the city market. Yep. And a bouquet. And he made bouquets with Rayla and Asina. And they just loved him. Yes. I mean, I told him um, after the meetup that was later that day, I was just like, man, the kids are so upset he wasn't staying with us. Yeah. They're just like, what? We're circus media. Total gentleman. We love him. Total gentleman. <laughs> yes. Um,. And we'd have you anytime. Yes, indeed. You're welcome back to our place, Kansas City. Our pop offered his place. Yeah, pop was like, I got a bunch of rooms you could stay with me. So there you have it. So there you go. And an upstanding gentleman. C Mike pulled off uh, a feat by getting Adam to video conference into the meetup as well. So that's right. Yes. So then the meetup was Saturday. Circus Media definitely was uh, the farthest traveler. That we had there. Yep. Four mm. states represented, though. Four states, that's true. 
Uh, and it was a grand old time with some barbecue. You got those giant watermelons. I know. And between so... 40 people, we only ate half of one. It was absolute comic book watermelon. I just saw them at the grocery store. Grocery store. Um, couldn't, couldn't walk away. It was like $5 for an enormous watermelon. So I bought two. Oh, and, my gosh. Um, I almost forgot that. I think that second one is still in our trunk. We should get that out of there. I almost forgot one of the funniest things from our anniversary night. Oh? So we got home pretty late, and you had that finger splinter. Oh, that's right. And the foot thing, and we had to change your bandages on your foot and try to get that damn splinter out. And the freaking door between the where we park in the garage and the kitchen was locked by some child. And we don't have a key for it. So we had to literally break into our house. Yeah. <laughs> I had to destroy the doorknob. Doorknob destroyed. I had a key. That was upstairs in the locked section of the house. Um, just because I didn't have my keys on me that day. I had... I have a lockpick kit. That was also upstairs in the section of the house. Um, I was just like trying to make a makeshift lockpick kit. But it wouldn't even open like the practice lock up, so I knew it wasn't gonna work on the on the actual door. Oh, and it was like it like you said, we had just got home after I've like waded through Fun Farm with this thing that's like festering and getting you know more bothersome. Come on through dinner, same thing. I'm like, yeah, we're almost home. Drive all the way home, like forty minutes. Yeah, it was a long drive. And uh, finally, we get home in the garage, and then I have to take this. <laughs> doorknob off which hurts my finger because i gotta bash this doorknob oh man i was about ready to just it bash through the door and then of course i couldn't you know but you didn't the secret me. to that is i couldn't get it all the way out that night the thing stayed in there three days the splinter yeah Ugh, gross. and then on the third day it was removed <laughs> yes finally uh, and we did get a replacement doorknob because you replaced your pop store that's right on sunday that was a freaking project. No, it was Monday. That was last night. It was Monday's last night. Yeah, the, the whole time I'm listening to Adam on Hog's story, I'm, I'm like trying. I just like I want to chat stuff, but then I'm picking up a door, you know. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! It. And then when the door goes up, it's a steel door, and then my Wi-Fi signal just like drops, you know. Mm. And you had to make like two trips out to get things you needed that you didn't know you needed. Yep. Had to get and, extra uh, shims. Had to get a yeah. long level. When you came back at ten o'clock or so. And handed me an energy drink. I was like, oh, it's one of those projects. <laughs> yeah. It's like the ceiling fan all over Finally again. wrapped up at like 2.45 or something. Yeah. But you got it done. And that's all that matters. It just took longer than it should have because however they cut out the uh, rough opening of the rough frame was just so off. And the door that was on there previously had like an inch gap at the bottom and an inch and a half at the top. Like... My pop has had a towel in the top gap since he moved in, and we just haven't used that door. It's just like uh, one of those things we knew moving in we'd have to fix, but I just didn't uh, didn't account for how that gap being off would make it so hard to fix. Like mm. I kind of understood in retrospect why they made that gap themselves, you know, because it was just like it was a doozy to figure out. You had to uh, had to add some boards and shims and all sorts of lovely stuff. All that's left now, though, is I just got to put up some nice interior trim on it. 
But Ooh. as far as a door functioning, it's it's done. It's a done. It's done. It can lock. It can shut. All that good stuff that you like a door to do, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, the basics. And also, I wanted to say congratulations to Sir Sir Seat Sitter. Yes. Whose human human resource was born today. That's right. Congrats, that man. Was a lovely way to start the day. No doubt. Yeah, he sent me a couple pictures of the. The newborn baby. We love babies. We do love babies. We need babies. It's some uh, baby karma for you. We still have to make children. That's right. That's right. Good human resources. I think there's one more. We need to keep making babies. <laughs> I love that with the Joe chuckle in the back. It's yeah. <laughs> the great stuff. Yeah. So now he's going to have his hands full. He asked me to send him that clip that we played uh, a few shows back about... Uh, the baby language? Oh yeah, the Dunstan yeah. method or Yeah, it's like the Dunstan baby I think her language. Name's Priscilla Dunstan. Where there's basically five sounds that babies make that are distinct and they all mean different things depending on what the baby needs. Um but really the main two that you need to know are the ne and the eh. That's right. It's like ne and eh. That's the ones that they say the most. Because ne yeah. means I'm hungry. And that's the tongue hitting the roof of the mouth in like a suckling motion. Yeah. That's why it comes out with the N sound. Nah. It's not like they're saying it. They're just crying or making vocal noise while doing that sucking reflex. And so it sounds like, nah, nah. They do the nah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a lot of different things depending on the severity, but it always has a nah in there somewhere. That's how you know they need to and, and slop on the booby. And then, eh, well, eh, the eh is like I yeah. gotta be burped. Is the burp sound? And then, eh, <laughs> is gas in the stomach. That's like the lower one, yeah. That's like, oh, let's get something warm to put on their belly real quick. There's only two more, I think. There's like, oh, or something. Ow, is I'm I'm tired. It's a tired one. Need to be laid down. Wish he'd say that more often, right? Oh, he says it plenty. And then, uh, can't remember the last one now. Heh. With oh, an that's H right. in the beginning, that's yeah, a that's physical discomfort. discomfort. Yeah. Like, if too cold or... If they're too hot or cold or if they need to be changed or if they're sitting on their foot weird or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and yes, John, we know like you're that. constantly <laughs> hungry. <laughs> so that's my recap. That's my recap of the... They really want... Uh, they just came out with an app this year. The uh, What was their name? Uh, Dunstan. Dunstan, the Dunstan language uh, people. You can get an app now, but it's like eight bucks, which is pretty steep for app prices. Do you know what it offers? It offers like those five things in a little touch circle that you can like look up more, and I don't know what else. I didn't really look yeah, what else. You can just find but... clips of those sounds, though. Yeah, or I was just go around... back to our bull after bull episode. That's right. <laughs> I was looking on YouTube, and like everything you find on her channel, it's like. It just tells you about the words, but not what they are and like what they mean. It's just like there are words you can know it, you can learn. Oh, so you pretty much teaser. have to you pretty much have to go to the Oprah clip for the sauce. She also did a sixty minutes interview, which I think is what I pulled my clips from. On oh yeah, the old show. Nice. So there should be a link to that in the bull after bull show notes somewhere. I should have looked up what that episode number was, but. I'll we'll make a note to add it to these notes. We'll find out. We will find out. Good Lord. And you know what else we'll be finding out pretty soon? What's that? If the six remaining miners 
who were trapped underground in northern Ontario are safe because 33 of the 39 had made it to land above <laughs> so they previously wait, today. They waited till that 33rd guy got out to ri- did the write-up. That's right. They did that story at 33 of 39 miners. And then I saw later today it was updated to 35, but they don't change the headline. You know, they just do a little asterisk update in the article. Oh, sure. That makes sense. But everyone's expected to emerge today. Um, I guess that a scoop bucket that was being sent underground detached and blocked the mine shaft. Um, But luckily, 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 luckily for these miners, they have refuge stations down there that they've been able to stay in um, that have food, water, medicine, and even phone signal. So they can talk to their loved ones. No doubt. So it's uh, a should be no big deal. Should be no big deal. They sent a rescue team in to get the first thirty-three. Those last six dudes. (laughs) I don't know what's up. Maybe they're not in a rush to go up. That was the contract. Like I know there's, I know there's thirty-nine down there, but we're only in contract to get thirty-three of them out. Yeah, you'll have to wait for the next uh, rescue team to get the other six dudes. Call the Paw Patrol. (laughs) Call the Paw Patrol. (laughs) Oh, they're Canadian. Uh, And then uh, an ex-California pastor got 14 years after a $33 million fraud scheme. Ooh. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. Uh, It was a church-based investment scheme with hundreds of victims. uh, And he was ordered to pay more than $22 million in restitution uh, after pleading guilty. And dig this. He founded this church, the Church for the Healthy Self, after his release from prison in another case, and he operated this church in Orange County out of a strip mall. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, you save on rent that way. Don't yeah. have to make a big investment in real estate. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, last year he pled guilty to mail fraud and filing a false income tax return. <laughs> Stand-up guy. Womp, womp. Stand-up guy. Uh 33 men in India are not stand-up guys. Uh-oh. They uh, allegedly raped a teenager for eight months. Damn. And I was like, I'd seen this story pop up in the Times of India and then another Indian outlet. But then today, I think it was yesterday or today, uh, CBS picked it up and CNN also picked it up. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, it happened in Dombivli, which is 25 miles north of Mumbai, and is said to be India's richest city in the financial hub. Hmm. So this first rape happened from someone who is said to be one of the girl's friends who videotaped it and used it to blackmail her so that he and his friends could sexually assault her more. Uh, And this, like I said, went on for eight months and involved 33 guys and this girl. And she never told anyone. Uh, but her family found out somehow. Uh, it doesn't give specifics on how. And they contacted the police. So in India, the punishment for uh, being a rapey rapist is 20 years to life in prison. Um, so two of the men are teenagers and the rest are adults. But uh, the CNN article went on and on about India's huge rape problem with 32,000 reported rapes. And I was like, that doesn't... I know that's a lot of rapes, but think about the size of India's population, you know? So I decided to look up the United States reported rapes last year. Uh-oh. 126,000. Oh, Jesus. 
I was just like, okay, India has a population three times bigger than ours, and their reported rapes are less than a third. It's wild. So, I don't know. It's just interesting. And it brought to mind a clip I had heard um, in political news, because I was like, why is this? I still, I can't give you guys a for sure answer why this story uh, made it to CNN and whatever. The identity of this girl's hidden. Maybe that has something to do with it. But uh, Biden did say this this past week. Reading the press, the Indian press is much better behaved than the American press. I got to watch out, though. Knock one of those down. And uh, I think, with your permission, you should not answer questions because they won't ask any questions on point. Now, that clip quality was terrible, so I do apologize. But. He said the Indian press is better behaved than the United States press. Oh, my God. <laughs> and something about they ask their questions on point. You know, it's like, oh, they yeah. actually ask the questions that were written down They read me. the scripts we give them, unlike you guys, who most of you read the scripts, but there's enough that don't that it makes me mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, that was this week when during his meeting with uh, the uh, Indian prime minister. So here we are, that... India 33 rapist story comes up Jeez. after that comment. I don't know. I don't know. The timing. The timing. The timing. The magic number. What does that mean? It's in there. But, of course, you know, the magic number 33 floats around in all the Koof stories. Yes. And so this week there were 33 new cases in Illinois, uh, Scioto County, Ohio. I'm probably murdering that name. Hawaii, and East Haven, Connecticut schools. Then there were 33 deaths in Greece, which also reports that there are currently 331 patients on ventilators. So we got some double magic in that article. Yeah, two off. Two off for the big one. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. 33 lawmakers in South Dakota are taking a stand against mandates, federal mandates, uh, with plans to introduce a resolution um, that would say any mandate federally from the Biden administration will be overturned. I saw that Governor Christy Noem and the Attorney General of the state have threatened to sue the president over federal mandates. So we'll see what comes of that. Now, is that like a non-binding resolution? One of those, like, we just make a statement pass thing? I think so. I mean, I've got a resolution here in my wall. From the Missouri State House. And it basically just says, Good job, Spencer, you made Eagle Scout. <laughs> you know, like you can make a resolution uh for anything and it just it's just like a statement. A concurrent resolution. <laughs> I wish that there was like just legislation. See that's what irritated me about the first rollout. Like when this idiot first said, I don't know, was it like three weeks ago or something? How he's gonna make every business like mandate it and he's gonna just mandate all these things and then all these governors come out like the same day with statements strongly condemn oh i make a statement strongly condemn not one of them not one fucking governor just said hey this guy's full of shit and if you're in my state you don't have to worry about what he said you know nobody reassured the people like that all they did was like, we'll fight him in the courts. We'll stand up to this. We will make us, you know, saying all the things they would do, would do, would do. And, you know, even the strongest among them, none of them just said, hey, you know what? 
Like our governor didn't come out and say, you know what? If you're in Missouri, you don't have to listen to that. I've got you. Okay. Like, just don't even worry about it. That's what anybody with balls would have said. They would have said, hey, this guy is talking illegal nonsense. You don't have to do that. You know, give give the people some kind of a statement that they can say to their boss. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we're in Missouri where the guy said this, so I think you're full of it, you know. But no, none of them actually have any nuts or representative, you know, flex at all. Yeah. They just pledge to fight it in the courts. That's nice. You know? Well, and I think You're not in the fucking courts. Like, these guys aren't judges. This is three weeks in a row that 33 lawmakers have made statements like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it started off with, in Florida, about the uh, the vaccine mandates against, uh, I don't remember, you know, just in the state. Yep. No vaccines here. But yeah, you're right. We need action. Yeah, you know. Not just, just a bunch of statements. Like, oh, it's cute. Like, yeah. we officially vote that we're on your side, citizens. Okay. But show us. Okay, so what, what, are you gonna, what, are you gonna, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> oh, there was a story out of Washington State. 33 vaccinated people who live or work at a Colville nursing center caught COVID over the last 30 days and one died. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Indeed. Uh, and then the last one I saw this week didn't have the magic number in it, but I thought it was interesting. This was a New Jersey teacher who was arrested for allegedly submitting a forged doctor's note uh, about a medical exemption for wearing a mask. Oh, jeez. And I just think it's sad that we're at this point. It really is. You know? It's, it's sad that people feel the need to forge it in the first place. And then that you get, like, in big-ass trouble. And I don't know. It's hard for me. Like, I really try to empathize with people who are just like, well, you know, I have no option. Or, well, you know, they back me into a corner. Or, well, you know, I can't lose my job, and then I'll lose this, and I'll lose that. And, like, I don't know. It's tough. I don't want to really get into being mad at the victim and blaming the victim who felt like they were trapped by all this bullcrap. But it's just very hard for me personally to relate to because it's such a foreign concept to me, you know? Yeah. I think I I, I went on a spiel a little bit last week about how I, I quit the cookie shop because they were going to make me wear a hairnet, you know? So, like, I don't know. I just have had a different attitude as far as when it comes to jobs, and it's like... Oh, Spencer, well, you're not making, like, blah, blah, blah a year. And I don't know. I've just never put all my eggs in one basket career-wise like that anyway. I've always had a couple of different, you know, bartending gigs or whatever, you know? Things that I can do on a gig basis or things that I can do part-time to kind of offset that. Um, Things like the show now and... I don't know. I think that's kind of the key is to just spread it out and uh, that way you can give more life to what seems to be working and you can back off of the things that aren't working so much. You know, it gives you flexibility. It gives you options. I, I, I got to have options, man. I have more options. I can't have no choice. If you are constructing your reality and your career into a point where... 
you're putting yourself in this position of having no choice. Like, that's a really dangerous place to be in, man. That's right. Especially when the government gets all totalitarian on your ass. Like, those, you know, the famous fuckers. How you, how many times you got to say it? I was just following orders. Like, all right. It's the ultimate, like, it's the ultimate admission of evil. Because if someone has a problem with your actions, and that's what you come with, is like, I'm just doing my job. Then you're then you're wrong. You're just in the wrong. That just means you have no you have no other reason. It's basically admitting, yeah, I know this is fucked up, but I'm just doing my job. Anytime you say I'm just doing my job, you're losing. You're losing the moral battle. I've already lost it. It's like the most compromised thing you can say on this earth, just about. Yeah. I think we flippantly maybe not on this show, but we flippantly said like, Oh, you have family that what would feel safer if you got the jab? Well, just you know, lie to him and tell him you did or whatever. But it, at this point, it's just like I can't even condone that. I think everyone has to like. I don't care if you get the jab or not, you know. But just stand up for what you believe in, right? And, I, like this I just lady, don't think everybody should be forging coerced into it, right? Just you know, make them fire you, yeah, or let them fire you, you know, because you don't need a job like that that's going to force you into a corner. You don't need to put yourself in that position. It's not fair. And I think this lady should have just walked into school without a mask on and taught that way until they fired her. Yeah. That's the wild thing, too, about uh, when times get funny like this is there are going to be people doing what she did, but there are also going to be people doing exactly what you said. And they're going to be, you know, there's just so many people and they all have different perspectives and different reasons why they are the way they are, different personalities, different experiences. And so, you know, for a guy like me who, you know, as soon as they're like, hey, stay after work, we need to have a talk. I'm like, yeah, well, let's talk about me leaving here, <laughs> you know. Uh, other people just would never fathom to think that way, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm just trying to have that empathy for everyone in different situations. And, you know, I mean, I can be just one example, but I think that you can uh, – it comes. It's gonna come down to the choices you make. You're gonna are gonna be yours. Even famously, like you know, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Like, yep. And the only actions you can be accountable for are your own. That's right. Well, she's facing one count of fourth degree uttering, uttering, <laughs> and one count of fourth degree falsifying medical records. So. Uttering. You know, you just, you put yourself in a bad situation uh, to become the bad guy when you start forging the documents and such. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't make them, don't let them drag them your, yourself down to their level, I'd say. Yeah. Anyway, let's go behind the curtain. No doubt. There's a time for it. house bill introduced in Pennsylvania today to legalize weed recreationally. All right. Um... But, of course, the sponsors emphasize that the plan is for policy changes prioritizing social equity, you know. And they define that as communities most harmed by the war on drugs, to which I say is all communities, is all people. It's just the template right now for everybody introducing this legislation comes from that angle. Yeah, well, most of them. There's a few that don't. Uh, But this one, this bill would... uh, force people to get a permit if they want to cultivate at home 
and it would limit them to three mature plants and three immature plants. Again, you know, the definitions here, it's like, okay, immature versus mature, don't know. Some plants like poop jokes and others don't. <laughs> right. Uh, but convictions would be automatically expunged, and those currently incarcerated for weed issues that are now legal would be released. Uh, it would impose a 13% excise tax, um, of which 15% of the revenue would go to community reinvestment. These are vague terms, again, as always, you know. Uh, 15% to substance misuse treatment programs, and 70% for the state general fund. So, you know, all the politicians love that. Cha-ching, cha-ching. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, the Department of Revenue, Agriculture, Health would be overseeing and regulating this program of recreational weed along with the Attorney General. But since New York and New Jersey have fully legalized, it's probably about time Pennsylvania does so too. Because it would be weird. I mean, you know, Nebraska sued uh, Colorado, right, way back when over legalizing. Yep. They're like, people are driving through our state with weed because all you guys are legalizing. Yeah. It's like, well, hop on board, dude. <laughs> Nebraska, you have no power here. Yeah. Uh, here in Kansas City, they approved an ordinance that prevents pre-employment marijuana testing for most government jobs. But they're still going to drug test you for other drugs. Of course, it's a lot easier to get other drugs out of your system than weed. Right. Weed, so. is, weed is the only one that sticks around for ages. Yeah. It's fat-soluble. So, whatever. You're, you're um, a cokehead. You just got to... She's got to not do coke for like 36 hours. Right. But of course, there's exceptions to every rule and law enforcement will still have to be tested for THC and uh, positions requiring a commercial driver's license along with anyone caring for children, medical patients, or the disabled. Also in Missouri, the legal costs for the Department of Health and Senior Services are up to $6.7 million. And it's being paid for with the revenue of weed sales instead of going to the Veterans Commission like it's supposed to. Oh, I knew which there is would just be gross. A, I knew there'd be a way that they'd and, sneak it out. Yeah. And, la you know, last week they sent out a memo like, hey, we've transferred $6.8 to the Veterans Commission. It's like, well, that's great, but they should have gotten double that amount yeah. because of these stupid legal fees you guys are stealing. And um, out of, there were 850 appeals, you know, people who think they should have gotten a license that were scored unfairly or however, uh, 850 appeals, 588 of those are still pending. So it's not like they're making great progress on this. Right. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens because in 2022, we're likely going to vote to legalize recreational here in the show me state. Um, and then according to new approaches language, at least since the competing campaigns, uh, probably don't have the ability to raise funds that they need, you know, to actually end up on the ballot and get all the signatures gathered and stuff. But new approaches initiative says that medical licenses can convert to full recreational licenses, but the state has to wait 548 days to issue new ones. Mm -hmm. So, but if we go full rec, you know, then all these appeals 
might just drop because they can just reapply. Yeah, if they if they're gonna appeal, they'd have to. Yeah, they'd have to show harm again. But since there's a new application process, you know, probably faster just to reapply. <laughs> yeah, but it's just gross that they just funnel this money out of the revenue. <laughs> To cover the legal oh, yeah. battle so against they just the have people. This, they just have this infinite stream of money to fight any kind of lawsuit. It's like pennies from heaven. <laughs> Lovely, right? Yeah. And also in Missouri this week, uh, the track and trace system that they use called uh, Metric, I think, without an I, it's like M-E-T-R-C, comes out of California. Well, that inadvertently put products on hold. Whoops. Yeah. Whoopsie. Having a lot of that. Seed to sale issue, aren't we? A lot. Yeah. And I'm actually, I shouldn't be surprised because, you know, governments and a lot of big corporations are so behind on technology and IT staff and everything. Uh, I shouldn't be surprised that we don't have an in state seed to sale system, but I am disappointed. Yeah. It's just like every state should have made their own, it just should have been part of it. Duh. Oh, well. well, there should be a market of those guys, of those providers, and you just have to use one of them, you know? I mean, there should be several different ways to do it. Yeah. Montana is on track for their recreational retail debut. All right. January 1st, 2022. Um, and let's see, of the 386 licensed dispensaries that already exist, 24 will remain medical only, which I think is interesting. Hmm. Um, but there was some weird news coming out of Montana. Uh, I guess dispensaries starting in 2022 when recreational rolls out, dispensaries will be prohibited from selling hemp derived CBD. Uh Oh, which raises questions for me. Yeah. It's knocking another off of our 50 state legal number, isn't it? <laughs> right. Is marijuana derived CBD? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> what about that? Uh, and then in Missoula County... I mean, it's all got CBD in it. Right. To some extent. I know. It's just like, oh, this one method of extraction we're not going to allow. I don't know. It's, Seems petty. It's very petty. Yeah, and like if dispensaries are prohibited from selling it, can you still get it at a gas station? Like right. Is it only dispensaries <laughs> that are prohibited from selling it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> can we import it from China? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like a non-compete for these CBD businesses that operate. Oh, Maybe. Maybe we'll have to look into it. Uh, Missoula County, Montana voters will be deciding whether or not to impose a 3% sales tax on weed also to, quote, address housing issues. I always vote no on taxes. Right. <laughs> but that's just me. That's just me. I thought that was interesting. Address housing issues. Hmm? You say? How? Oh, yeah. How will my pennies on the dollar do that? I bet they can't tell me. They couldn't address a pre-stamped envelope, bro. No. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, Washington State Supreme Court has reversed a 2017 decision that let Chelan County shut down Seven Hills Farm. The farm was established before the county placed a moratorium on production operations in 2015, but they were banned a year later. And so this case proved that they were there and established before that moratorium came in. And, uh, you know, so will they get back up in operation? I don't know. But, yeah, I guess that the county is 
trying to eliminate all grows from it. Boo. So they did uh, bend a little and agree with the initial decision that the farm installed and used propane tanks without a permit or approval from county inspectors. <laughs> oh, no. So, okay, they were a little bit bad in this one regard. Oopsie poopsie. You bad boys. <laughs> you need a permit for that. You need a permit for that. Can I check your permits? In Vermont, their Supreme Court uh, held that a couple that got caught by a Border Patrol officer, uh, they got caught with mushrooms and weed in their car, but they are protected by state constitution, the Supreme Court says. They were two miles away from the border driving around, probably driving home, and uh, this U.S. Customs and Border Protection officer stopped them. Now, if it had been a normal cop, they would have had to obtain a warrant under Article 11 of Vermont's Constitution um, before searching the vehicle without the driver's consent. But since it was a federal officer, they just searched away, found some weed and mushrooms, arrested them, and uh, they turned over the evidence to the police. The defendants were charged with drug possession in state court, but the attorney general stepped in and filed an amicus brief supporting the defendants, and the Supreme Court ultimately agreed with them. Nice. Yes. So that's good. That's a rare, good. A rare victory. I a like rare it. victory. I like it. We still have rights in certain cases, I guess. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Nifty, those rights. <laughs> Just have to go through hell to get a step in the right direction sometimes. <laughs> it's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Illinois has been hit with three more lawsuits regarding their can of businesses and uh, the scoring process, you know. Just keep on coming over there. They keep on coming. So this lottery they were planning to do is going to keep getting kicked on down the road. <laughs> so Someday the lottery will come. <laughs> Someday the lottery will come. These businesses say that their applications were scrapped without proper notification of the alleged errors. So, nothing to do with the social equity components, just, hey, you didn't let us know that there were uh, errors in there. That seems to be kind of a common one, where people like get rejected and they're not exactly sure why or why they scored low or anything. It seems to be poorly explained in most states, or most people I've talked to have gone through the process. Yes, poorly explained. I agree there. A former Maryland delegate named John Murphy wrote an op-ed this past week supporting a free market for the cannabis industry in Maryland. You know, he said, hey, let's show the country how it's done. Yeah, tomato model. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? I don't think I would move to Maryland because of it, but I would like to see it happen. And then, you know, snowball into other states. Like, wow, look at how much money they're getting. I like money. Do you like money? <laughs> Ta-ta there, retard. So, the, can- the California State Fair is going to have its uh, inaugural cannabis competition and awards in 2022. All right. Yeah. State Fair Weed. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like money, though. <laughs> Behind the curtain, Miss Yes, the You're winners welcome. will get a golden bear trophy. All I right. don't know if they get any money. Um, but they said some of the things they'll be looking for are 
highest testing for THC, highest testing for CBD, and the most terpene-rich bud. Um, SC Labs is going to test and score the competition, and then anyone who sends in their nuggets will get some official paperwork back with the breakdown of all the goods in their weed. All right. Yeah, cannabinoids, terpenes, all the fun stuff. And submissions are open November 1st, 2021 to March 30th, 2022. Winners will be announced in May. I love those bud analysis things, man. Tells you all the different things that's going on in there. Yeah, it's neat. For sure, neat. Getting some real weed nerdery looking at those. It's true, it's true. And yeah, it's first state fair, you know, to have a weed competition. Who will be next? I'm kind of surprised California... Uh, well, I'm not surprised California is doing it first, but... Come on, Colorado, what are you doing? No doubt. Um, so NFL players can't be suspended for having a positive weed test. Um, but a right tackle from the Dallas Cowboys missed seven drug tests and then was suspended after trying to bribe the league's drug test collector. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, not sure what that's all about. Two of the missed tests he had pretty good excuses for um one was their strength and conditioning coach died uh and the other was that it was the day of his uncle's funeral hmm. but trying to bribe the drug test collector it's like man, the automatic sketcheroony yeah right yeah that's the probably the only it probably would let him miss a bajillion especially drug if tests. you can pop for weed you know yeah he must be worried he must have been worried about something other than weed be my guess that would be my guess too uh, not to speculate you know allegedly yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, that's ignorant. Against ignorant. Um, but the NFL Player Association helped negotiate a reduction from a five-game suspension to a two-game ban. And uh, so that'll only cost him about two million bucks. <laughs> and I guess it voids his injury guarantee uh, out of his 2022 salary, which Oof. is worth about $6.48 million. Oof, indeed. Better not get hurt then. Right. Uh, so I guess at the beginning of the summer, the FBI loosened its marijuana policy for applicants, saying uh, anyone who has used uh, prior to three years from today is good to go. But now they've changed it again. Oh, uh, nice. Their qualification. And now it's anyone who has used weed more than 24 times as an adult is disqualified. Oh, come on. 25 <laughs> times and you're out, bud. 24 and you're all right. I swear it was only 19 times I've smoked weed. I promise, 19 times. I remember them all, kind of. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. I don't know. I feel like medical patients eventually are going to start having more representation and protection, you know, in like the equal employment opportunity zone. I mean... It's like saying... I just don't understand why you got to have all these rules and why all the rules have to be so fucking dumb. Right. It's just... Absurdly stupid. The Arbitrary. rule. That rule is the dumbest. What does that do? I mean, if something happens in the twenty fifth time that you smoke a marijuana. I don't know. Please man. enlighten me. What that is all about? Yeah, they should have had thirty three. We all know that's the magic number. <laughs> that's when the enlightenment strikes from smoking the bud. Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Goofy, goofy, but no I also doubt. don't know many weed smokers planning to apply uh, at the FBI, so, you know. Right, <laughs> there is that. 
It's fine. Keep your silly rules. Uh, so tomorrow, the House Judiciary Committee will be voting on the Moore Act. Of course, that's the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, which passed the House last year but did not advance in the Senate. This, of course, removes weed from the Controlled Substances Act, uh, allows folks with prior convictions to have their records expunged, creates a federal tax on weed with revenue going to support various programs and the vague phrase of tonight, community reinvestment. Uh, there's also, uh, for the social equity component, of course, the Small Business Administration would aid those who can prove they've been harmed by the drug war. Uh, now, earlier you said something about how all these bills have a social equity component. Yeah. But there's one that doesn't, for sure, and that's the Common Sense Cannabis Reform Bill that was filed by uh, David Joyce of Ohio and Don Young of Alaska, oh, okay. which would federally deschedule weed without yeah. the social equity components. A little common sense. Well, that's doomed on the f- it's on totally arrival. doomed. That's common that's a legislation sense. that's dead on arrival right there. Yes. Something that makes sense. That's like simple. Yeah, just remove weed off of the schedule. Oh, there's a little bit more than just that, of Ooh. course. You know, but make it even better. <laughs> no, the perfect legislation would be just remove it. Yeah, just repeal prohibition. But somebody's got to get simple. paid somewhere. There's historical precedent, and you can say it in two words. Repeal prohibition. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all you need. Now, Chucky Schumer, he drafted up his bill that he was touting with a doll-eyed Cory Booker. Oh, yeah. They but had they never filed. Fancy press release of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they had so many little circle jerky videos of them standing out of on course. the deck, standing outside talking about how bad things are with the weed being illegal. Like they know. I mean, fuck Chuck Schumer anyway. Where you the, been? the guy who was the number one guy to put Ross Ulbricht behind bars. Right. And he's going to pretend like he's going to soften the laws on yeah. weed and lead the charge. Like he, like he gives a shit about. I knew that snake tongue piece of crap was full of it right when they put the press conference out yep give yep. a break <clears throat> but how about this like l- let's say any of these things passed and then they wind up on the dusty old man's desk is he gonna sign them who knows he's a pretty staunch opposer of weed yeah i mean i think they've coerced him to say like oh, i'll decrim i'd support decrim but that's <laughs> no one's going for decrim Meanwhile, you know, time to end this shit. Meanwhile, Hunter's out back in the shed injecting paint thinner directly into his balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw some of He got like 500,000 bucks for some of his paintings. And then there was a Van Gogh painting auctioned off for like 150,000. Just to put that in perspective. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Art in quotes. Oh, yeah, art. You know, it's probably more like a things owed and yeah i like art though <laughs> moving money around you know in the more legitimate looking ways i don't know i don't know what do i know it's Nothing. so shady I'm it's just so obviously shady come we, on man we just operate on the value for value model you we've know? all seen ozark we've all seen ozark we all works <laughs> the, clean and cash bro clean and cash that's right The U.S. Department of Agriculture published a report on China's hemp import policies, if anyone cares. No CBD is allowed in China, although uh, hemp for fiber is fine. 
Um, but the reason they don't allow CBD in China, according no, to this... Because there's a blanket ban on fun in general over there, isn't there? Oh, of course that. But it's because, uh, you know, THC specifically is a no-no. And they just treat them as identicals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cannabinoid? No, no. So I'm guessing, you know, like CBN and all the other things. Just no. No. Just no. No weed for but you. But I'm pretty sure China exports a lot of CBD products. I'll have to do a fact check on that, but we'll see. We'll see. No sending them the CBD. I'm guessing that they, they would just export the hemp and then it would be extracted elsewhere uh, for its CBD, but I don't know. I you just could be have correct. this fond, this real good memory <laughs> of going to a CBD store in 2018 um, and picking up a little plastic package that had a little liquid like vial in it, right? And it said CBD oil... But then it said something in the most hilarious English possible. And I flipped it over and it said China. So, I mean, it could very well just be like, it could just be water, you know? And they could just say it's sure. CBD. It could, it could just be, I don't know, you just liquefy hemp. I don't freaking know. And they're just saying it's CBD, but it claimed on the packaging to be CBD. And it was definitely Chinese. So, don't know, don't know. 50 state legal, right? Not. Yeah, definitely. And not China legal. Uh, the House advanced the Safe Banking Act as part of the must-pass National Defense Authorization Act, uh, which, of course, would allow state-licensed cannabis businesses to engage freely in relationships with banks and other financial institutions so they don't have to run dangerous uh, cash-only operations that are prone to raids and robberies right so this is the fifth time house members have advanced the safe banking legislation uh and now the ndaa has advanced to the senate for consideration so and lastly the irs launched a program aimed at helping businesses pay their federal taxes properly under section 280e which of course disallows cannabis businesses from taking standard business deductions. Um, but the whole thing is, it, it was so goofy. It's really not helpful at all. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it just says they're going to like train people at the IRS better for conducting audits of cannabis businesses. Uh, they want to figure out new ways to identify non-compliant taxpayers. <laughs> they want to disseminate info to the industry about how to comply properly with 280E. And uh, let's see, collaborate with external stakeholders to educate more in the industry about their tax obligations. You know, basically just cracking down is what it sounds like. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to fuck more of you guys. You didn't get caught last time, but we'll catch you. We see you, we'll catch you. Got you on the ledgers. No me gusta. No me gusta. But you know what? Me gusta mucho. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> The metal moment. I hear we have a metal moment tonight. Yeah, yes, indeed, we do. Um, let me pass the cub here and uh, talk a little bit about the metal moment because uh, the Reverend Cyber Trucker has actually issued a bounty in the bull chat earlier. And he says he's willing to give 50 bucks to anybody who comes up with a badass intro to the metal moment, some kind of little transitionary jingle. That we can use that is very metal to get us to the moment. All right. So uh, you heard it here first, bowlers. If you've got some uh, skills and you could use 50 bucks, 
submit that to um, Reverend Cybertrucker. You can find him on Ogendal Social at Rev Cybertrucker. R-E-V Cybertrucker. And uh, here's his metal moment. I have it all ready to go. Look at that. In the bowl and in the morning. This here's the Reverend Cybertrucker with this week's metal moment. Before we get started, I would like to thank Sir Spencer and Dame Lorian and all the rest of you bowlers out there for your support during the last two weeks. It's greatly appreciated. Oh yeah, you got it, man. Leo Maracchioli is a Norwegian metal musician, producer, and YouTuber. A multi-instrumentalist, he's known for his metal covers of popular songs, which have gained him over 4 million followers on YouTube. This particular song is a cover of Imagine Dragons' Natural. Will you hold the line? When every one of them is giving up or giving in, tell me, in this house of mine. Nothing ever comes with a consequence of cost, tell me, will the stars align? Would ever step in, will it save a promise and will it, this house of mine, stand strong? That's the price you pay, leave me on your heart and cast Tree shadows and what's happening Looking through the glass Find the wrong within the past Knowing we are the youth Caught until a piece of the world Without the peace facing A bit of the truth The truth Alright, nice A lot of twisty and kicky stuff Loved it Good to have you back, Reverend Yes, we missed you in the metal moments And uh, that's a great uh, that's a great offer A great bounty to claim I'm sure you guys are jumping on right that Right away uh, I did want to talk about a little bit of lightning stuff. Um, first of all, being an easy way to stack some sets. Uh, there's this game called Lightning Crush that I've been playing for a while. But the developer recently like did some updates, reset everybody's level, and then doubled the rewards. So there's always this uh, game where at level 1 you win 1 set, at level 2 you win 2 sets, at 3, and so on and so forth. There's like 94 levels. So, if you do the math just on the back of the napkin, that's a pretty good way to just stack some sets on a passive little uh, dumbass phone game. But then you double that, and you're uh, running through it right now. So, I'm just putting that tip out there. It's called Lightning Crush. It's only on Android. If you have iPhone, I'm sorry about you. Uh, and then, they have some built-in app that they talk about you can withdraw from that I never heard of, and I don't know it off the top of my head, but... I guess people have been having errors with that withdrawing. So just use your regular like wallet of Satoshi or, you know, whatever else you use. I think you can use Breeze to withdraw it just as easy. Just anything that you can, um, anything you can do a lightning invoice with, just use that rather than whatever weird built-in app that they suggest. Just do a regular withdrawal and uh, stack a few sats. I'm, I've stacked like 9,000 sats over the weekend. Nice. Uh been telling you to download it and you still haven't done it so there's a, you could just go through it again uh also playing around with uh some channel openings so hopefully um and guys again i refer you to last night's hog story 
with the Podfather. Um, uh, Adam was prodding them in the direction of, hey, you guys should have nodes, man. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like rubbing my hands together just listening. Because it's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here since the very end of last December, so like right before New Year's, so when we got our voltage node, when we didn't know shit about shit. Like, yeah, I had used Bitcoin for a number of years, but as far as the lightning, I never even heard of lightning until podcasting 2.0 I heard. So I just dove in, you know. I just got in the car, I turned the key. And so my hope is that this latest reiteration is the time where non-coiners just shake their heads and, I don't know, maybe maybe you heard it, maybe you had to hear it from him. Maybe you had to hear it in a different way. He's a lot more eloquent than I am. He's a lot smarter than I am. And he's been doing it for longer than I have. But whatever you need, I'm I'm here to help you. And another thing I want to say is, like, I got in on the voltage node and I had that. I've still got it up and running. I made my own Raspy Blitz node. I know Boobery is putting his together pretty much as we speak. Um, Abel Kirby's had one together for a while now. We've been playing with it uh, on Ablecraft. Every podcaster should have a node. You just gotta get one. This is part of your infrastructure now as a podcaster. That's where we're at. That's what's going on right now. Podcasting 2.0 is rolling out, and this thing can just be on, and right now it's off. And you don't want it to be off. That's all I'm saying. Like, um, it's just um, the things that are coming on and turning on in Podcasting 2.0, I cannot wait. I'm, like, jumping up and down every week when I'm, like, listening to podcasts people you know i'm like this is the week they're going live this is the week they're going live and uh i i heard him say last uh on the last show you know dave jones wants the live just as bad i can hear him i can hear it in his voice um let's do it let's turn on some channels let's get this thing bouncing around and uh you know a lot of uh a lot of you guys are receiving value via paypal or different methods and even if you've got like no extra coin to invest in just getting Bitcoin just for the channel infrastructure, you can use what's coming in the PayPal and flip it over there. There's a lot of different ways to do it. But what the, the, what the bottom line I'm saying is if, if, if there's any help or questions or whatever, we're all in this thing together and we can guide one another through it. Um, C-Mike just added another night to a signal group for lightning help. And he's just running the thing. He's just running a node as a Docker deployment. You know, he doesn't have any, like, hardware that it's on. He's just running on Docker. How does he do that? I don't know. He's driving around a different vehicle, you know? It's like I'm, I've am i got, like, a regular car thing that I know and is well-documented, and he's doing it on Docker, which maybe is, like, a, a golf cart or, like, an ATV or a motorcycle. or I don't really know. It's, like, a different vehicle. But we we opened a channel together. Another thing that's fun to do is a trusted swap. That's how you open a channel to somebody that you know and trust uh, which we're in the midst of. The channel's already open. How it works is you open a channel up, and when you open a channel, you have the option to push sats through that lightning channel. So say, just for the example of we did, he opens up a 200,000 sat channel to me, right? What that would mean if he was just opening a regular channel is the door's open, there's 200,000 sats on my side of that door, and I can push as many through as I want over time. Well, what he can do is he can push half of it through to me, right away and say, all right, here's your 100,000 sats. It's on lightning now. And then I can take 100,000 sats and send it back to him on chain. And then he has that half to play with and open channels with again. So it's a way to 
each we each end up spending half of the money to open the channel. And then you have more sats to play around with to build your infrastructure on your channels. Another great way I've been talking about for a while is a ring of fire. And I'm hoping, I mean, once we get six guys who are ready, we're going to pull the trigger on it. A ring of fire is great because that's going to give you two balanced channels for the price of one. So it's like kind of like the trusted swap, only there's a bunch of participants. So six guys connect to each other in a ring for whatever the price is. Let's say it's a million sats. So number one opens a million sat channel, number two, two to three, three to four, so on, all the way to number six, who opens back to number one. So then you got this little hexagon going, right? And everybody's open to the next guy, so it's all on the incoming side. Well, then the first guy just routes a payment of half of the total amount, so 500,000 sat payment. He just routes it through all those nodes and back to himself. It balances everybody's channels, so then it basically what you end up with are two perfectly balanced channels for whatever you paid for one channel. You get to double your channel size. It's a really great mechanism to get connected. Abel Kirby says six guys connect together in a room for whatever the price is. <laughs> That's a di- yeah, you can quote me on that, sure. <laughs> if, uh, if I die knowing I connected six guys in a room for, for a big price, then I can die happy. I can die happy, man. No, man, um... It just kind of revitalized and rejuvenated this, uh, I don't know. It's not really like I necessarily have all the answers either, but I just know, I know where the people who have the answers hang out, you know, and I'm just trying to reach across this huge gap because when you try to explain this stuff to a non-coiner, if you listen to the guest who was on recently on the podcasting 2.0, uh, Friar Hass, I believe his name was. Uh, or Friar Hass is his uh, Twitter handle. And uh, he was saying, like, there's just not a good comparison. Like, there's not a good metaphor to make. That's why you hear guys talk about it, and they're saying they're comparing it to an entity, or they're comparing it to God, or they're comparing it to all these different things that just make uh, a person who's not in it and doesn't have coin and is just kind of generally weary of it or, like, mistrusting in it and everything else. They're like, all right, well, I'm definitely out, you know? As soon as you're talking about it's God, like, and I don't really, uh, I mean, I get, I understand the comparisons and what they're trying to say, but the problem at the, uh, at the outset of all of that is it's just, there's no good comparison. There's just nothing that really can really explain or sum it up. Something you just have to use and do. Something you have to, you know, I mean, imagine a person who's never done anything other than heard of a car. Like they've never seen one drive or doesn't know how one operates. And then you're trying to explain to them all the different things. And they're asking, like, well, what about pistons? You know? They're like, well, what's a piston do? And you're like, holy fuck, like, that doesn't even matter. Like, what does a piston do when you're driving a car? doesn't matter for fucking anything. But it's easy to be worried about what a piston does if, you've, if you don't know anything about cars at all and you don't trust them, you know? And you're like, well, you know, these, aren't these pistons can fail? What's that all about? And again... There's just a, there's another shitty metaphor to stack on top of the big pile of shitty metaphors when we try to describe Bitcoin. But uh, I'll keep saying it. Uh, I'll, I'll never get tired of it. Podcasters get a note. So uh, that's what you got to do now. What else you got to do, by the way, is you got to give us a call at 816-607-3663. Let us know when's the first time you ever met an asshole celebrity. And several people have already done this. It'd be convenient if I had it pulled up. See, I had to, 
take the cub for a while while you were doing the yeah, so behind the curtain segment because he was just he was getting a little too much. Just munching too loud. And I had to calm him down over here. And, and then? then? And then when I do that, I mute my mic so that I can stand it way up in the air. Because I kind of, if I do a little step touch dance with him, kind of pat him, it's soothing and I can kind of get him calm. But then the problem with having my mic way up in the air like that, see, is I can barely see my screen. I can kind of read the chat as it's going by, but I can't reach my mouse. I can't click. I can't prepare. I can't like think three steps ahead like I like to. Oh, uh, yeah. You can't open 33 tabs like you need. I mean, the tabs <laughs> are open. Trust me on that. The tabs are open. Um, and speaking of tabs open, by the way, I wanted to say on the lightning stuff, I've, I've been in this fucking lightning thing like nine months now. We're on 10 months now. And I only just this past week learned about Thunderhub has a chat feature in it. So it's kind of like Sphinx where you can send a message with a payment uh, in Thunderhub, it's just a one sat thing. And if you click on the chat, you type your little message out, boom, and uh, it shows up like a little chat interface. Oh, that's cool. So you remember me talking about, oh, I'm getting these comments and I don't know where the hell they come from. Yeah. And I thought, like, are these just some of the boostergrams coming through? But no, it's that's what it is. It's a Thunderhub you, chat. It's a, th- a Thunderhub chat or something similar. Because the boostergrams, when we do those, they have to be parsed. You have to parse them from your node. You have to look up the. TLV record, I believe it's called. Um, so it's buried in there in the information. So you have to actually run your own script to parse it out and read it. And I'm working on that right now. So if you're sending me boostograms and I haven't been reading them, that's why. I'm not the guy that has this all figured out. But what I do understand is you want to be in here figuring out what the rest of us, man. Like you don't want to miss this train. And it's not like it's too late, of course. It's like, uh, Cotton Gin and I were talking about this earlier. It's like a gold rush, but it's like the slowest gold rush of all time. Like, it's not too late. But, uh, you know, it's getting very fun. I can say that for sure. I can say that for sure. Anyway, asshole celebrities. You know them. You've met them. Call them and uh, tell us this about it. This is bullshit. Yeah, what is a celebrity anyway? Um, you know, and I, I don't, because I don't think I have met any traditional celebrity. But... People are celebrities to, you know, some people are celebrities to, you know, I don't know, certain groups of people or whatever. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, it's, it, I don't know. It, it just, it, so, you know, and, and I have a, my theory on, on celebrities is any different than anybody else. That, you know, there's assholes everywhere. <laughs> you know, there, anybody can be an asshole, especially celebrities. Um, they, they might, they might have flaunt their, uh, their celebrityness. Uh, around, but uh, um, yeah, I, I don't think I've met a, I don't think I've met a traditional celebrity, not much less, um, you know, much less an asshole one. But uh, but yeah, plenty of assholes out there, um, no doubt. But unfortunately, a lot of them are in places that are in charge, which is not so great. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is uh, yeah, yeah. I think maybe the closest I've met, uh, you, you know, I think I. I think I met a political candidate once. That was um, that was somebody that was somebody that was running for um, for, for president. This was probably this is I don't know ten years ago probably, um, but um, that's as, that might be the closest I've I've come. Um, you know, and I mean, I've certainly seen celebrities and you know whatever. I think I 
you know, there's uh, certainly comics that are that would be well known that I've uh, that I've seen shows at, and they've made and they've uh, you know they've made jokes of my heckles. <laughs> so um, you know, that's about as far as I've gotten. But uh, boy is a heckler. Yeah, you know, I guess not really exciting. It's just this. Um, but, uh, you know, celebrities are like the rest of us. They, they put their pants on, you know, the same way that we do. Um, they have the same hopes, streams and fears. They just have a fuckload more money in some cases, which, you know, is, uh, you know, as, as our, uh, as our friend John C. Zaborek says, this is bullshit, but, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like, uh, your opinion, man. Love you, mean it. Love you too. Yeah. There's some celebrities like, uh. Norm MacDonald, who have millions and millions and millions of dollars that they've lost at the Bellagio, you know? You got them on all different levels, man. All different levels. Uh, speaking of different levels, this next caller is on a different level. Ooh, ooh, that deep is a little shrill for some reason right ooh. now. Oh, I love it. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> My voicemail is so late. I'm sorry. <laughs> Missing the beginning of the show. Um, mum, um, um, good evening, baby. Good evening. Babe, 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 babeski, babeski. I, so, hi, hi, hello. I hope you're having a wonderful evening. Oh, yes. There's so much excitement between last night's Arab Kayan Hog Story weekend. And, oh my gosh, Chris and his wife having a baby. Man, I haven't even checked in on that. Oh, I'm yep. so bad. Yep. I'm the worstest. Oh, come I on. I love you. <laughs> I love you anyway. <laughs> uh, even when I don't communicate well, I'm thinking, thinking of uh, all of you, uh, and that's why I'm sorry I'm late. Yeah. So, we feel you out there. Great, F-T-I-E. I forget um, who suggested this one. So I kind of have kind of have a, an asshole celebrity story. It wasn't completely their fault, but... Uh, I will try to beat the clock here. Try. It'll be my attempt to beat the clock. So the first time I remember what I would call more of an asshole situation, because my mother was the asshole, Uh but possibly the celebrity was the asshole as well. We were going through a daily center in Chicago. My mom and I, I was really young, huge Chicago Cubs fan. I mean, you know, it's usually I could be as a kiddo. Loved the Chicago Cubs. And anyway, I was really young. My mother is, I have told you before, she is an alpha. She's aggressive. She's uh, fearless and uh, highly assertive and everything that made me embarrassed all the time. Yet she always got shit done. And uh, people bowed to her and were also afraid of her. So when she called to your attention and demanded of something of you, you paid attention, no matter who you were, what you were in the middle of. And we saw, oh, fuck, I'm not going to make the time. God damn it, I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. So uh, she saw, we ran into, as he was going into the building of Daily Center um, in Chicago, which is a huge uh, conglomerate and um, great business place like the towers fuck, fuck, fuck. i'm sorry i'll call back you know how i do this it's all good we got you <laughs> okay call back there was a voicemail that slid in between your first and second but i'm just gonna paste yours right there hit it yeah yeah hit it i just realized i was complaining about the opening the greeting message yeah 
She knows so, how to build to suspense, continue. dude. And I really will beat the clock this time. I'm telling you. <laughs> I promise. So we saw Harry Carey. Harry fucking Carey. Harry Carey. That's right. Holy cow. <laughs> Harry Carey, baby. Super duper mega fucking famous. Everybody loved Harry Carey. Perpetually was opening, hammered Harry. He was going to open the door of Daily Center. You could tell he was in a hurry. I was with my mom. I was, I don't know, maybe fucking eight, nine, who knows, somewhere around there. No control, no influence. Never did I have that on her, no matter how uh, much she embarrassed me. But I loved the Cubbies, and I was like, uh, she wanted to get a signature. She had, like, a little scrap of paper or something. I forget what it was, and she, you know, she said, oh, how much my daughter loves you, and we love the Cubs, and we've been following the Cubs forever, and so being that he's the great sports announcer for the Cubbies and the most magnificent of personalities, seemingly, and he was highly agitated and irritated because he he just, you know, he was in mid, the midst of like, trying to get through the door, and my mother was demanding and, you know, all full of smiles. My mother was beautiful, too, so um, she she was very charismatic as well. So you could tell he was like, he said, lady, I'm in a rush. <laughs> she was like, oh, it'll still just take 10 seconds. <laughs> she had the pen and the piece of uh, scrap paper. And, she, you know, I was really grateful. He did sign it. And so even though he wasn't the asshole celebrity, it seemed to me, I was like, you really didn't want to deal with us, Mom. <laughs> so, Mom, how could you? I was more embarrassed of the way she handled it. So even though this technically is not an asshole celebrity moment, <laughs> it's the first one I remember nice. where it was that uh, sort of asshole energy because he, she was putting him on the spot and in a position. Uh, and I was still grateful that he did it. <clears throat> so, yeah, I hope that this story shall suffice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you. The great right. Harry Carey, man. Fill up the voicemail. Voicemail dump. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I held on to that for a while. I, I tacked it to my, um, whatchamacallit, board. The, oh, what are they called? Sorry, I don't remember. Anyway. <laughs> um, and Your vision board? There's my little story. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful show. Ooh, I love you both in the bowl. Ooh, ooh, ooh. In, in the, the bowl. bowl. In the bowl, indeed. Rock on. Smoke on. Mwah. 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 Oh, mwah. When's the first uh, time you ever met an asshole celebrity? I've only had one asshole celebrity incident. Oh, that's good. Yes, thank goodness. Out of how many about celebrities? Just like, I don't know, rough guess. Like mainstream celebrities, probably five. Yeah. That's a funny thing when you talk about celebrity. It's Wait. like, uh, it's like Vonbo was saying. You know, there's like different levels of what a celebrity is. Or like, right? Is it a hometown celebrity? Like nobody else outside of KC is going to think Gary Lisak, the weather guy, is like a celebrity. You know, but around here, people are like, "Oh my God, look it!" So I worked at a head shop that was right by a concert venue, and had the pleasure of interacting with plenty of musicians. Uh, in this one particular time, you know, usually strike up a good conversation and then I would maybe throw them a townie discount because that's what we did for our, you know, townie clientele, the regulars. Right. But if someone's cool enough, you're just, well, whatever, hook you up. Uh, (laughs) and 
these dudes came in. They looked like it was in a college town, so just looked like normal dudes you see on campus. And uh, asked for a pack of smokes, and I gave them to them, and didn't really have much to say. And so I rang it up, and I was just like, "Man, eh, it's oh, shit, Missouri in 2012 with five bucks." Four or five bucks. I don't know. It wasn't very much money yeah. you know, for one pack of smokes. Sounds right. Uh, especially if you're on a national tour or something and, you know, getting smokes in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And then the dude was like, hey, last time I came through here, the girl gave me a discount. Do you know who I am? Oh, God. And right there, I'm telling you, you're not going to get a discount from me. No. And second of all, we don't discount cigarettes. That's the you utterly... You can't discount cigarettes. All right, whether you're like... Whether you have powerful family or friends, or you're somebody famous, or whoever the fuck you are or think you are, once you have to say, "Do you know who I am?" Like, unless you're, yeah. unless you're God, fuck off, dude. Right? You say, "Do you know who I am?" And I say, "Yeah, an asshole." <laughs> And that's it, man. I don't even want to say who it was because oh, that me, oh really my. rubbed me the wrong fucking way. I don't care who you are. Oh my god! You be nice to people. Yeah. You treat people with respect. They'll give you respect back. Yeah, yeah. And asking for a discount on cigarettes in Missouri. Yeah, bro. I promise we have low cigarette taxes here. You can get a cheap pack of smokes. Just breathing in here is a discount. I'm trying to think of a song they did so I can just son of a bitch. Be like you know, but I really. <laughs> So you can make a subtle remember, reference about like how there's no rest for the wicked or something. That's right. And then just move on. <laughs> and then just move on. Yeah. Move on to this next caller, who's a much more of a pleasure to deal with. That stupid beep. Ugh. I almost forgot to call tonight. Um, Whoa, we can't be forgetting to call. Multiple times during the day, I was like, ah, I got to call. Bowl after bowl. And then uh, sidetracked, or I don't know. Today was like Monday part two. Yeah. Uh, Hectic from beginning to start, and tomorrow's looking like it might be kind of the same. Oh, it's a long ass Monday, dude. Oh well. Um. Anyways, um, the first uh, uh, celebrity that I remember meeting, like, I mean, actual, actual, he might have been an asshole. I don't know. He was. Uh, I went and saw David Copperfield do magic here. Um. And then he actually did uh was in the lobby afterwards, which I don't even think we expected that, but he was in the lobby afterwards, like signing autographs and giving out uh like free headshots nice. to everybody with his autograph on it. Um I thought you were gonna say free head. It was actually pretty cool. Uh but I'm sure later on I don't know I don't know. He just like David Copperfield the way I don't know, maybe he's cool. I don't know. But the asshole celebrity that stands out to me, um I was trying to think. I'm I'm almost positive there's somebody that's more famous maybe that I've met that was kind of an asshole. Maybe at, uh, they used to have a lot of celebrities that would come to, like, Autorama, <laughs> which was, like, all hot rod cars, and then they'd have, like, meet and greets with different celebrities, almost like a like a, a Comic-Con, like, uh, feel to a, uh, a uh, classic car show that was in our uh, big downtown arena here. But um, they had a charity fundraiser at a uh, uh, shopping mall when they opened a second half of it because the the mall spans, it's got like a bridge over one of the roads here, and it's on both sides of the road. But uh, our local uh, uh, lead anchor on a local station, uh, 
came through, and my mom had gotten us the tickets. She was, like, a uh, business owner uh, at the time. But just the way he came up and introduced himself, he was like, Hi, I'm Devin Skillian. Nice to meet you, WDIV, Channel 4. <laughs> you know, it was like, kind of like that. Uh-huh. Uh, These pricks in the media, dude. Oh and uh, as soon as he was, uh, I think he talked to us for a few minutes and then was like, Somebody else said something to him, and he was like, "Bye," and like gone, you know. Oh my goodness! Total asshole. Ciao, darling. So, anyhow, that's all I got. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Oh my god! If you have to say four letters after your name, like some kind of FCC call <laughs> sign loser, then uh, I don't know, man. I don't know about all that. I don't know if you're a celebrity of that. C Dub's pointed out earlier: if you need a discount, you're not a celebrity. Yeah. Like, uh, yes. True. You can't say. Do you know who I am? And also say, why are you charging me five whole dollars? <laughs> get, yeah. get wrecked. Uh, yeah, all these assholes. They're in TV and entertainment, aren't they? Just have this inflated sense of like how known they are and then also what that means, you know? Yeah. Because like, I know who a guy is, then that somehow translates to these other things I owe him or something. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I do know about this uh, next caller. Hello, bowlers. Oh, maybe John. Hi. Hi there. Hope yeah. you guys are doing well. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Great. So, so far. Okay. Um, first time I ever met an asshole celebrity. Yeah. I haven't met that many celebrities, much less uh, asshole celebrities, except for one. Uh oh. Okay. I was, I want to say, thirteen. Yeah. Or so. I uh, I got to meet David Copperfield. Oh my God. What? Magician. <laughs> what? Cheesy. Motherfucking magician! Oh my god, there he is again, um, David Copperfield. Went saw a show of his. What are the odds? With my uh, aunt and uncle, my aunt and uncle, aunt and, and uncle. Yes. It, it, it was a lame fucking show, man. Oh. Like tried to say, I'm making it snow in here in this auditorium. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I can recognize detergent flakes when I see them. Oh man. Um, I'm not buying it. It was so it like the cheesiest fucking shit, like. The oh. cheesiest goddamn music. Um, Unbelievable. And then afterward, um, my uncle asked, like, well, you want to go meet him? You want to go shake his hand and say hi? Tell him he did a great job? I guess. <laughs> so uh, we walk over to where he's at. I don't know if he was, he was signing pictures or something. I think it must have been pictures. I don't think that asshole's put out a book. <laughs> anyway, uh, like, he wouldn't even really say hi. Or anything. Oh. We said, hey, man, uh, great show, very entertaining, whatever the fuck we told him. And he was just, oh, yeah. Didn't oh. say thanks. Mm-hmm. Just said, oh, yeah. Like, wow. you son of a bitch. Like, I've heard it all fucking, before. You know, Siegfried and Roy's tigers, like, eat your balls. <laughs> Cock gobbler. Anyway, that's it. Yeah. What a douchebag. Yeah, what the fuck? Not you guys. What a douche. I love you. Oh. And all you bowlers out there. Yes. I love you all. Uh, keep on token. Keep on, keep on, keep on token. Love you too, Johnny. Love you too. Deja vu, though. I know, right? That's the that's the random number theory there. David Copperfield <laughs> made Fletcher disappear in his own mind, and that is why he's an asshole, right there. Oh man, I loved last night. I gotta give props to Fletcher because of the way that he got Adam to do. What everybody's been begging for of the second half of the show stuff. Some yes. of the best second half of show I've ever heard. Uh, and granted, like I joined the show a little later when there was sort of less second half of show. But 
whoa, the stuff last night was just like not only awesome in its density of second episode show, it was also super fresh because it's like right now. Yep. So it's like, but bam. Uh, and the way that Fletch just made it comfortable and relaxed made it my favorite anime interview that I've seen so far. Yeah, it was epic. And this next caller was also involved, full disclosure, but I want to play your voicemail first. Lorian! Hey, hey! What's up? <laughs> of course I'm talking about Carolyn. It's Tuesday! Yeah, it's Tuesday. We're in the bowl! In the bowl. In the bowl. Oh, yeah, la, 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 oh, la. Get it, get it, get it! Yeah! Happy anniversary! Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Yes. Ten years? So cool. The first time I ever saw a celebrity's asshole. Like, I don't know. Um, not that, I mean, I've seen a lot of celebrities, but none of them have just dropped trow and bent over and showed me their asshole. <laughs> but the night is young. Yeah. In the bowl. Never Love too, you guys. Love you. Love you. Never too late. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. You could see a celebrity's asshole before, I mean, before 2.30, really, if you play your cards right. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, so of course, this is the second lovely host of what show have I been, like, referencing this whole time and haven't said the name of? Hog Story. Hog Story. Of course, Hog Story. I'm, like, keeping it, like, some inside. You said it earlier in the episode. I don't know if I did. I'm pretty sure you did. I feel like I didn't, now. But it's good to say it every time. Hog Story. Yeah, the people in the chat are like, wait, what's this show? And I'm like, oh, it's like hogs. You know, I didn't really, like, zero in properly. C-Dubs is like, what? I was like, it's got to be abs or schemes or hogs, right? Yes. Hog Story, my man. We'll have a link to the reference Hog Story with Adam Curry. We'll, yeah, in we'll, the show notes. We'll link it up. We'll link it up. Just a must it. listen. A must listen. This uh, next caller thought it over and changed his I've mind. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. So maybe I do have a um, All know, right. stories about asshole celebrities. Well, actually, maybe not my stories. Uh, so my mother used to take pictures of uh, perhaps asshole celebrities uh, swimming with dolphins. Um, I don't actually, you know, I guess I don't have any stories from that. But, you know, with kind of to go back to my previous voicemail, though, um, that, uh, you know, you know, asshole celebrities, uh, in, a, in a pool swimming with dolphins, uh, they all, you know, they don't, they don't look much different from uh, regular people, except they're, you know, you know, except maybe you can recognize their face, but they're certainly not wearing any of the, you know, I don't know, the clothing or whatever that they're famous for, and, and yeah, and you definitely look a little bit different in the pool. So, um, but uh, yeah, they, I, um, you, you know, I, I don't know how many asshole celebrities my mom took pictures of uh, swimming with dolphins back in the day. Uh, I can't ask her that, but uh, yeah, anyway, that was just, uh, that thought occurred to me and I thought I might uh, uh, might add it uh, before you get to, uh, you know, play, before you get to play in the voicemails. Yeah. Shut up, slave. Oh. Love you, mean it. Excuse me. <laughs> Love you too, mean it too. Yeah, uh, you don't know how many uh, asshole celebrities your mom took pictures of, but you also don't know how many celebrities' assholes your mom took pictures of either. Mm. The and world may never know. Like our last caller brought up, you know. And by the way, and Carolyn with that interview, what I meant to say, what I just, I get to like the auto transition to the next caller thing so hard when I get back here behind the curtain. But Carolyn just like 
blew it away, bringing her own flavor to it. Uh, that's why I love John and Carolyn so much. They like have this chemistry together, you know, and and a contrast to the Texas and Canada thing was so cool to witness. And uh, you know, Carolyn's like bringing the inside on the Canadian political situation, and you know, saying Adam, I think Trudeau, I've been saying for years, is going to be prime minister for life. You know, and she has been saying it over and over. I think she's right about that for sure. Mm-hmm. But damn. Both of them just make a chill atmosphere where everyone can feel comfortable to start talking about weird shit, you know. That's what the, that's that thing that, like, a lot of, you know, Rogan is sort of a master of, too, you know. He creates an environment where people just feel safe, and then they say, like, a little bit more funnier, weirder, interesting shit that they might not say, you know. You massage those walls down. It's, it's a skill. It's a real skill. That's what I love. It is. About the Hoggeroos, for sure. Yeah, the smoker is a really fun place to hang out, man. Oh, I'm going to hit you with another one. Oh! <laughs> celebrities who are at, who were assholes or celebrity assholes, not not them showing... Not at celebrity assholes. Okay. Asshole celebrities. Right. <laughs> I did meet Crispin Glover Ooh. at a meet and greet and... He showed a movie, and in one of the scenes, he pours salt on these snails. Ooh. I forget the question I asked, but it was a very, like, it was a very, uh, it was a scene that was very difficult to, like, take in, because I wouldn't do that. It seems, it seems rude, you know, at, at, at worst, like, at best. Sorry. But, yeah, yeah. I met him, um... And I was with my friends, and we got our books signed because he sold books at this thing, and he was signing them. And my friends, they're like, they, you know, they were like, I don't know, they're all blonde and stuff. And they were like, oh, look at them. And then I, I asked him a question, but I think I triggered him. That's Uh-oh. what it was. Anyway, love you guys. Love you. Love you. Don't go triggering celebrities. Or something like that. Or do. Or do it. Why not? Yeah. yeah. For a great time, trigger your local celebrity. <laughs> uh, now, here's a guy who's hard to trigger. Oh, sick hit, dude. I can't see it, but I'm like waving, waving the smoke away. Circus Media, here to say hello. Hello. Good evening. Hello. And thank you all for hanging out in the bowl. Yes. Uh, first time I ever met a celebrity who was an asshole. <laughs> I haven't met a lot of celebrities. Um, I've met a couple assholes. But, you know, I try and see the best in people. And yeah. I got to meet some great people. People I already know were pretty great. But it was super cool to meet up with you guys in Kansas City, Missouri. I had a great time. And just want to say I love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. And have a good night. And a great show. Peace, bowlers. Peace. Peace. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, it was so awesome. Putting faces to names. I know, it's you know, fun to do, meeting up sure. with the tribe members. Yes. It's awesome. Everyone should come visit Kansas City someday. Now, we were playing with the idea of trying to do like a, an A-Con here. Yes. Since it's so centrally located. No agenda con. It has to happen. I think we could pull something like that off, but it would have to be like a huge coordinated planning effort. 
But you know, we could just putting it. it out there. We do that for we a huge that. coordinated planning effort. Planting seeds, man. <laughs> planting seeds of the future. That's right. Wouldn't you like to come to an Con in Kansas City? I think it seems, seems great. Seems great. Not quite as great as this next caller, maybe, but you know, pretty great. Hey, man, hit this thing, man, right here, man. Okay, man. Oh, nice. Hey, man. Hey. Good diving, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know. You, you told me that I suggested this. I, I can't. I can't keep up with anything. I think so. The first time I met an asshole celebrity, it was because I was an asshole. Oh, there we are. As, as I'm sure it was. I, I kind of came in late tonight, but I met. Um, this thing rolling. I met at the at a basketball game at a Warriors game, and this is back. Before they were the shit, this is back in like 08, the We Believe season, mm. where when the eighth seed beat the first seed, that was like the biggest thing that had ever happened in Bay Area sports. But anyway, <laughs> we were at the basketball game, and there he was sitting uh, courtside, uh, not too far from where I was at. I mean, I wasn't courtside, but I, I could see him where I was from. The one, the only, George fucking Lucas. Whoa. George Lucas is there. And I took this paper menu that I had found, and I ripped it in half, and I got my ass down there with a pen, yeah. and I, um, I asked him for an autograph. And the poor bastard was sitting there with his kid, not his kid, I think it was his grandson, mm. and he was just trying to enjoy the game and sit courtside, <laughs> and everybody was bugging him, and I was one of those people. I went right up to him, and I asked him for an autograph, and he looked at me with this like weird scowl, like I was nothing but a stain on the floor wow. and uh, he squiggled on the paper and he handed it back to me and uh, it was such a shitty autograph that i didn't keep it so anyway it was ah, funny. anyway wow. i'm an asshole that's the moral of the story in the bowl in the bowl in the bowl yeah george lucas who needs him <laughs> he's an asshole how about that yeah. but you know napkins and pens i don't know napkins and pens i can see it both ways you know trying to watch the game Trying to watch a game of getting napkins and pens. What gives? What gives? What gives, man? Well, you know, the last weekend was uh, the Plaza Art Fear. Art Fair. Art Fear. <laughs> Plaza Fear of Art uh, here in Kansas City, which happens every year. It's a big deal. Shut down all kinds of roads, and all these uh, artists sell their goods on the plaza, and they, on the streets. You know, it's a little street parade thing. Event, not a parade. You know what I'm saying. That. Years, many years ago, is where I met my uh, first asshole celebrity. It was not more, it's like less of a meet and more of an encounter. And it's kind of weird looking back because I was just so young. I was probably like three or maybe four. And uh, wouldn't you know it, we're, we're all at the Plaza Art Fair, my parents and my sister and I. So my sister's like two or one and a half, maybe even. Like she's super young. She's like just figuring out how to walk. So she's walking around, you Aww. know, but not really that super great at it, you know. And when you know it, out of nowhere comes fucking Steven Tyler. <laughs> and he's walking across the street. And I didn't even know, like, because so I'm so young, and I didn't really understand what the fuck happened when I was that young, you know, or who this guy was. Never, I never knew the band or whatever. I was like a little kid. You know? Yeah. I knew, like, wheels on the bus and shit. You know? <laughs> You're a toddler. I didn't know what no Steven Tyler guy was. And, uh. He just comes like barreling out of nowhere, doing like all I'm the coolest guy around, and almost like runs over my sister. Aww. And then this like big ass bodyguard guy comes like right behind him, just like swooping out of nowhere, just like he did. And then he's like 
scooching my sister aside, you know, and like what? scooches her, like damn near knocked uh, my sister on her ass, just like walking through with his entourage. Steven Tyler, not giving a fuck. Asshole. That was the first asshole celebrity I ever met. Man, fuck you, Steven Tyler. She looked out for my little sister, man. Yeah, mind the babies. That's all. All right, I got it out of my system. That's all. Yeah, I've been waiting to say that now. on a podcast to you for years, Steven Tyler. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, you back in 1994, man. You fucking almost knocked my sister over, dude. Think about what you done, man. You gotta atone. <laughs> this next color has nothing to atone for, I assure you. What? Yeah. What? What? I'm listening to the show, and Ned Ned <laughs> pretty much said the exact same thing I said in my previous voicemail about David Copperfield. <laughs> At first, I was like, is this me? No, that's not my voice. That's Ned Ned. We had... Nearly the exact same experience seeing David Copperfield. That's fucking crazy. Stop copying my life, Net Ned. You don't know me. Uh oh. Now entering Ghost Protocol, John Fletcher. Poof. Net Ned, you don't know that guy. Following him around. Meeting David Copperfields after him and stuff. And bef- Well, actually, now, wait, wait a second. So what if Nat Ned met him first? Fletcher, what if you're copying Nat Ned, man? Mm. What if that? What if that, man? All I can really tell you with confidence uh, is that this next bowler isn't copying anyone. He's his own man. Ha ha! Hey, bowlers! Hey! Uh, Dr. Sir Mike Celebrity asshole engagement. Um, not to give away my age directly, I'll just say I was a young man. Okay. Uh... Teenager, teenager, our young man. Somewhere in there. Um, in the metro area, I was happened to reside. Went and saw one of those big ass wrestling uh, shindigs, and there happened to be a superstar, uh, Lex Luthor. Oh. Yeah, those fucking tourniquet uh, uh, streamers and bullshit tied yeah. up with his arms. He's all jacked up, marching <laughs> his way to the. Ring, this is back in the, before the Sting, like Ultimate Warrior days, all that shit. Anyway, he's all marching to the ring, all big and proud. And I, uh, (laughs) I leaned forward as far as I could to touch him, but I slapped the fuck out of his bicep. Oh, no. (laughs) Not losing his step, he snapped back and snarled. Oh, whoa. And continued walking. <laughs> uh, after I went and uh, cleaned up myself, I enjoyed the rest of the match. <laughs> but holy shit, that dude is like six two, six four. Who the fuck knows? Big, big dude. Yeah. Or he was. I, I mean, I hope. I wish him well. But uh, that was just a fun run-in. Um, bullshit. Whatever. Adios. <laughs> In your smoke. Oh yeah, it is a smoker. <laughs> Bowl away! All right. Bowl away, baby. Bowl away with the smoky bowl. Bowl incoming! <laughs> Woo! Dr. Sir. Lex Luger slapping Mike Roch. Wow. How do you like that? That would be scary. Yeah. That would be. That's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you can't intimidate. You can't intimidate the old Dr. Sir, man. No. No. He's just going to give you a bicep slap because he knows you can take it. And he knows you can't do anything about it, man. 
can't do anything about it. That's beautiful, Ed. That's intense. Look at the snarl that after. <laughs> he like whips around. Oh, man. Wouldn't want this next caller snarling at me either, man. Hey, guys. I'm hoping I can actually get this in under the wire. Oh, yeah. It's the, in. The uh, asshole celebrity that I met was actually a fairly big He's also a member of Scientology. Uh-oh. I actually met John Travolta. Oh. I can tell you the man is a right fucking prick. Ooh. I was driving cab in Colorado Springs when uh, I went to the airport, and uh, I somebody at, at our company owned a limousine, and he wasn't able to pick up his customer at the airport, so I went to the airport. Uh, I had a brand new minivan, so it, it, he considered it okay to pick up a, a celebrity, I suppose. Yeah. When I got there, uh, I looked in the mirror as whoever it was was getting into the cab, and I saw that it was John Travolta, and nice. he just started out with the fucking abuse. It was amazing. Oh, no. The amount of infectives, the venom that just came out of this man's mouth dispute for it. And before I got to the entrance to the Colorado Springs Airport, I pulled over to the side of the road and told him, get the fuck out. And he said, do you know who I am? Well, that little bullshit. Uh-oh. And I told him, yes, you're John Travolta. Now get the fuck out of my cab. Nice. And I booted his ass out on the side of the road. Whoa. Yeah. That's my story. See, what did I tell you? You don't fuck with the Reverend, dude. No. It's just a bad idea. Don't do it. I'm just looking out for you when I say, don't fuck with Reverend Cybertrucker, man. It's just a silly, silly proposition. There it was again. Do you know who I am? Oh, yeah. Do you know who I am? And see, it's always a losing question. It's a question that a loser asks. Because (laughs) when you ask it, you fucking just lost. Because either the answer is no, and you just fucking lost. Because it's like, no, get more famous or try again later. Or... Even worse, it's, yeah, I know who you are. You can go fuck yourself double. Yep. Get out of my cab. Man, I always wanted to, like, drive a cab just for a little bit. Just at one time, I could be like, get out of my cab. (laughs) (laughs) It's the power statement, man. Get out of my cab, man. Find your own fucking cab. Like, uh, when the dude gets thrown out of that cab because he hates the fucking eagles or whatever. The, uh, transcription, I don't know, when he said, uh, just started out of the abuse... (laughs) This transcription somehow said, just started drug use. So that's a good one. Oh, that's gold. Um, I got a few written down here, but... Uh, oh, boy. Uh, you got a pen that works you know, tonight. You know what else I have written down? What? Is some other first-time-I-ever ideas that we kind of oh, have yeah. been marinating on. And it's on one of these pieces of paper that's yellow around me. Oh, which of the yellow pieces of paper could it be? It's hard to really tell. That's There's so one many of my of favorite bowl I, games, you know? Unrelated note, but this is the last page on this pad, and then this pad gets to die. So it's actually kind of exciting for me because there's too many of these bringing things around. And, and tonight, falsely looking at one, ooh. we kill one. Yeah, exactly. It's tricking me every time. By the way, we did get some text on the text line. Oh, cool, cool, uh, cool. Oh, here it is too. So don't worry about it. Um, from the new daddy, Sir Seat Sitter. I don't think I've ever met an asshole celebrity. Not that any were assholes to me. All the ones I've briefly met were pretty chill. Yeah, well, when you only seek out the guys that are like, you know, you're going to drive with, then that's the that's a, that's a best way to do it. 
Hell yeah, that's the problem with assholes, though. But assholes sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you just... you out. You're driving a cab. You didn't ask for fucking John Travolta to give him a lift. Although, you know, maybe you wouldn't have turned it down, because you don't know what kind of guy John Travolta is. Yeah. You just think he's like... This kind of slick guy or whatever. The movie star guy. You know what his characters are like. But. Yeah, the song and dance man. Yeah. Well, I can... Uh, oh, yeah, we did uh, also get a text from the Reverend Cyber Trucker. The poll is up. On No Agenda Social. So you get to decide where we go next in the metal moment. Uh, there will be three countries to choose from. Just go to noagendasocial.com uh, with your own account or from any federated uh, universe and look at the Rev Cyber Trucker at noagendasocial.com. I will That's have where the a link at. to the poll in the show notes That's where the also. Polls at. And get your old dang old Mastodon, man. If you, if you just like take a little baby step on the decentralization, you don't want to get a full. Node going right away. Get yourself a Mastodon. All y'all that already have Mastodons can can run a node easily because you can already do something that's like not mainstream and not necessarily super hard, but not easy either. That's how a node is too. Um, let's see. We've got first time I ever got a job. First time I ever found a dead animal. First time I ever blacked out and remembered nothing about the first time I ever blacked out. I can cross out asshole celebrity here. Oh, first time I ever tongued a hole came up last week, oh, so there's yes. that one, of course. Uh, and first time I ever hit on someone. Uh-oh. Somebody must have been in the mood last week, throwing out a lot of those. But yeah, don't I mean don't pick them all at once. What do you think? Uh, let's go with the last one first. Last one first. This is my short-term memory. Okay, first time <laughs> I ever hit on someone will be oh, and uh, yes, I'm yes? gonna change the topic in the bowl. We've been doing this as like a new tradition, so. When we pick the first time I ever for next week, I can easily go in and edit the topic, update it to first time I ever hit on someone, and it'll be there. So then Phone Boy isn't like trying to call me on Sunday or Monday and be like, yeah, well, you know, you don't have the topic up again, so I guess I'll have to make up my own topic. I failed him so many times. But no, no longer. No more. Uh-uh. After that piece of business being done, uh, there's only one thing left. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. That's right. So this week I saw a story. Doctors intrigued by 33-year-old man who jizzed out of butthole for two years. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a that's a that's a marketable skill, man. I obviously had to click on it and read it. <laughs> jizzed out of butthole? Was that the headline? Yes, I believe so. Where was this? <laughs> the, that's the wordage. The 33-year-old part was in the lead. But, nice. So I jotted that into my notes. But yeah, so this guy, let's see. Doctor's intrigued by man who jizzed out of butthole. Yep, that's the headline. Oh, we got That and then subtitle. That's not how it's supposed to happen. Oh, you is, think? That, is that? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? I thought it was optional. No, you I thought everyone uh, could uh, learn such a skill. No. Don't think so. No. Uh, this dude experienced five days of testicular pain, uh, and then he started uh, noticing he was peeing and jizzing out of his <laughs> oh my God. rectum. Something. There's a, t- there's a tube broke, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're guessing right. There's <laughs> a hole uh, in the sewer. <laughs> CT scan revealed he was experiencing a chronic case of rectourethral fistula, an extremely rare condition. Uh, in which there's a new anatomical connection between the urethra and rectum. Ooh, hate it when that happens. 
Yes. Uh, researchers note that a large number of cases occur during times of war uh, because this fistula is caused by severe trauma. And other causes that sometimes make it happen is uh, prostate cancer, rectal cancer, and, of course, surgery. Fuck cancer. Indeed. Uh, anyway, this patient failed to note at first that he had spent three weeks in a coma. Uh, and they note that it was because he combined coke with PCP. Whoops. I'm guessing in a great quantity because they don't uh, go into the details on that. But a catheter was inserted, which is likely what caused the trauma. Oh, jeez. So, uh, the medical team that was looking at him was able to seal the hole, and the dude made an almost perfect recovery. Almost perfect. But they don't specify why the word almost is in there. Oh, man. Putting almost next to perfect. So, they're forcing us to use our imaginations. Well, for some of us, that's worse than others. Yes. If you have a good imagination... (laughs) This is a, yeah, can be a colorful image that comes to mind. No doubt. uh, Then I I saw this story, you know, uh, if I can get my clips up. Abel Kirby says, is there anything Flex Seal can't do? (laughs) It's a miracle. He's saved. You might have heard this one, unless you don't hear it, but... Carissa Raj Paul, seen in a video posted on social media, undergoing oh, butt yeah, augmentation. Raj Paul what? had two procedures performed illegally at a home in Encino last September. She died after getting a third procedure. Police say oh. Lydia Adame and her daughter Alicia Gomez presented themselves as specialists. Both have been arrested on murder charges. These individuals have no medical training. Uh, They're not experienced, and they're putting people's lives and health at risk. Investigators suspect the women injected Rajpal with some substances used by qualified cosmetic physicians, but combined them with dangerous chemicals. Police say Rajpal came to Los Angeles from South Africa, hoping to work in the adult film industry. They say they've contacted other victims who have suffered long-term health issues after having procedures and believe there may be many others. So if you've gone into these women's home to get your butt lifted, uh, you know, get that checked out. Call the number at the bottom of your screen right away. (laughs) Seriously. You may be entitled to compensation. It was kind of crazy, the video that they played at the beginning, uh, which this... See, I thought that that was going in a different direction, but they're like, oh yeah, she died. Yeah. Yeah, this, oh, no. This model was taking a video as they were prepping to do the uh, the lifting of the buttocks. And she's literally laying on a couch in their living room. Oh, dang. Like, this isn't like a well-planned uh, operation or anything. I mean, it's a freaking living room, dude. And there's just stuff all over the place. I was like, oh, my goodness. Come on down. I think Diane is down, down. Ass augmentation. Oh man! Lie down on the couch. How do you, yeah, how do you even hear about that? And <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy who could do it. That's how. Even if they're your friends, you know, like if you're friends with these people, I don't have something. eight thousand dollars for a new ass. Like you'd imagine, you'd be able to borrow that these days, right? Oh, and just for make sure. it up on the back end. You can't finance an ass for eight grand. Do you need a big booty now? Come on down to the living room. I've seen dumber stuff finance for more money. For sure. But yeah, man, dying from a butt lift. And uh, that was, yeah, when they said they were injecting all those uh, 
chemicals and stuff in there. Yuck. Ugh. I already uh, learned that a, the Brazilian butt lift is they just suck fat out of one place and put that in your butt. And that's like, eh, okay, transfer of your own <laughs> fat. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty gross, but random uh, plastics and chemicals going into you. Ah. It'd kind of cool if you could just flex a muscle to do that. You know what I mean? Suck fat out <laughs> somewhere and then squeeze it into your butt just cheeks. Get a good uh, photographer, you know, bet, with the like, angles or... But a Brazilian monk could do that. They'd meditate and move their fat to their butt. Oh, yeah. Without surgery. I bet they do it all the time. We just don't see it under those robes. <laughs> those fine booties. It's got to be it. Got to be. So, the Rhode Island farmhouse that inspired the Conjuring movie is for sale. And uh, it's going for 1.2 million bucks. You know, if you want to be potentially haunted. Nice. 14 rooms, 3,100 square feet on eight and a half acres. Damn, that's a nice uh, setup there. That's quite the land in Rhode Island, I would say. No doubt. You know, people from Massachusetts at least are like, oh, you have a yard, you got land. <laughs> uh, eight acres is a big chunk. But I haven't seen The Conjuring. Um, I know that there were some, it's based on a book written by a woman whose family was haunted out of a house in that area in the 70s, I believe. Seems kind of like a hot time period to start writing books about being evicted by ghosts. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure that, that this house is actually uh, the one that they lived in. I'm not sure. And the character, I read up uh, the description of the movie. I was like, oh, what kind of ghost is forcing families out of here? And this character, this woman that they based it off of, well, she was a real woman that lived in the area, and her gravestone has been vandalized a bajillion times uh -huh. because of this. And uh turns out, you know, she was never uh, even talked about as being a witch. She's got a published obituary from the 1800s, which, like, would they publish an obituary for a witch? No. I guess in the movie... They say she hanged herself on a tree in the backyard, and no, no, she died of, uh, she was paralyzed after a stroke. So just all these, like, little, uh... Fake news, man. You know, like, slander, slandering the dead? Yeah, it's hit her with some uncool. dang old fake news, some bullshit. I haven't seen The Conjuring, and I know, uh, James Wan, James Wan, I don't know how to say his name, but he did it, he's one of the Saw dudes. Very disappointed to read that. Just making up ghosts here come on there's plenty of real ghosts out there yeah come on <laughs> go to uh johnny mackey's or whatever it is oh <laughs> i don't remember what that bar is called but some mackey's yeah uh, allegedly that's where the portal to hell is right yeah where was that, that tennessee i think so Ooh. no thanks <laughs> no thanks i don't know there's definitely stuff out there we don't understand and uh or bob i don't like bob mackey bob, Ooh, bob. yeah yeah, sounds real creepy, but I get they like Twin Peaks, Bob. Oh, Bob. Just like this house being able to sell for one point two million dollars, you know, it's like that amps people up. Sure. That draws the crowd. People want to go check it out. It's very marketable. It's very fashionable. It's very yeah. in, very hip. The previous owners, uh, before it was sold in twenty nineteen, they said they didn't have any ghosts in the house, uh, but they complained that a lot of movie fans would just be uh. there at all hours. Yeah, that would be annoying. Frickin' movies. That would be worse than pins on napkins, because it's your house, you know? <laughs> yes. I'd rather have pins on napkins. 
Yeah, oh, I'd take pens on napkins any day besides strangers just sitting outside. Fuck that. Anyway, you know the housing market's pretty hot. Things are uh, just flying off, uh, being sold over listing price all the time. Yep. i uh, seeing some ridiculous stuff here. But I haven't seen anything this ridiculous. In a Boston suburb, a house with extensive fire damage, and we're talking needs to be totally gutted and replaced, if not bulldozed to the ground. It's listed for $399,000. Are they going to get it? Are they going to get it? Are they going to get it? Is it on a great plot of land? No, of course not. Oh, man. It didn't even look like it had a yard. It looked like it was right next to the like a neighboring apartment or something. That's like... The most Ugh. expensive pile of ashes, I guess. For real. And then you gotta pay money to, you know, repair or get rid of it completely. So, crazy. Then, a rare orange lobster was saved from a Japanese restaurant in Scottsdale, Arizona, and sent to an aquarium. The restaurant staff contacted the aquarium because they had never seen a lobster like this before. Wow. And I guess the chance of finding an orange lobster is one in a million because that bright color makes it more easy, <laughs> easier for predators to catch. That makes sense, yeah. It's Track like and a, catch. Like a highlighted lobster. Yeah. You glowing, eat, glowing lobster. You ever eaten an orange lobster before? Mm. Sharky Bob? No. Let's check it out. <laughs> well, it's a lucky lobster. It gets to, sent to the aquarium. Yeah. Instead of on the plate. Maybe live up to its uh, true 100-year potential life and grow nice and big with no fear of predator attacks. Make him a monster lobster. Monster lobster. Uh, oh, Florida man. Back on the lanes. Uh-oh. This Florida man tried to trade in a vehicle to the dealership he stole it from. <laughs> nice. That's pretty bad, dude. That's pretty bad. Uh, you know, when the VIN matched, it was a huge red flag for no everyone doubt. involved. Oh my god. And uh, so, you know, he admitted. Just any dealership, let alone like the same one. They all have computers, bro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they pulled up the video of him stealing it. You gotta and, uh, fence him, dude. Come on. He was kind of backed into a corner. And How new are you? And was arrested. Jeez. How new are you indeed? So, check your freezer, because 14 tons of DiGiorno crispy pan crust pepperoni pizza was recalled. Recalled. It was recalled. Total recall on the pepperoni. Yeah. You know why? Why? I'm misbranding. The packages actually contain the DiGiorno three meat pizza. Oh, well, that's fine. Don't send it in. Just well, have it. The real news of this story, to me... Was that the reason why they have to issue this whole recall and make it a thing is because it contains a known allergen, textured soy protein. Oh, okay. That three meat, not really so much meat. Oh, yeah. It was like the beef part of it. Soy filler. The beef, if you read in the uh, ingredients, Jeez. the nutritional facts, you know, it's like, it's like beef pieces or something, and it's like textured soy protein. Not even, beef. They, <laughs> even three meats, man. It's two meats and a soy. 
Yeah, exactly. It's false advertising. Total man. false advertising. That's some bull crap. It's Get, a crime. You said if you said two meats and soy, two meats one soy on a pizza, no one would buy that pizza. No, you're right. And duh. Yeah, <laughs> for good reason. Uncool, but hey, it was really a public service announcement if you look at it in that way. Yeah. Don't trust the DiGiorno meats. Yeah, man. Take a second look at that uh, ingredients list, man. There's only one way to pizza, and it's to make it from scratch. That's right. Oh, Cook your my own gosh. meat and make your own dough. It always tastes so much better. Like, phenomenal. So much. So much. Pizza. Oh, homemade scratch they pizza. Do, is... They do make an awful goddamn mess, though. This is the problem. Yeah. There's one drawback that I will admit to. If you just clean up while it's in the oven, though, that's not so bad. Right. Uh, it's just like, you know, posting the next F-tie in the bowl right when we decide exactly. it, you know? You just gotta more times you it. do it, the more it just is routine, and then you're like, oh, this is this is fucking easy. And you gotta go with the stuffed crust. You gotta stuff your crust. Yes. That's the only way to do it. Yep. For structural integrity and deliciousness, stuff the crust. Yeah, for all the uh, homemade pizza deets, com. <laughs> <laughs> we got recipes! <laughs> Yeah, we still need that value-for-value value recipe site. That's true. Just throwing that into the ether. Uh, well, I know you love Chipotle. Maybe sure. more than pizza. Mm, maybe not quite, but yeah. Okay, well, you love it an awful it's lot. It's a great stony food. It's a great place to Both of them get are. food quickly. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, but I don't think you love it as much as this lady. Uh-oh. In Philadelphia... She was told that the Chipotle she was at was going to close at 5 o'clock, around the time she was there, mm-hmm. uh, because their staff didn't show up. They're having Ugh. all these staffing issues. And this lady was so PO'd that she pulled a gun on the worker that was there and said, somebody better give me my food. Yikes. And guess what? They made her that burrito. Did they? And she took that burrito and she left. And no one knows who she is. <laughs> Turn it around there at the end there. It worked. Yeah, she got her food. And now they're uh, like law enforcement's on the lookout for her. If you recognize this lady, she's like, no, nah, that's a win. Reminds me of the noodle guy <laughs> at the Dollar Tree. Oh, my gosh. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I was in a Dollar Tree that was uh, this guy flashed a gun and said he was taking the ramen noodles and going. And he did go. And that was fine. He clearly needed those ramen noodles. Yeah, man. I was like, dang. I'm just hurting for ramen, dude. Ramen. Come on, dude. Just like, there's a lot of other stuff here. <laughs> I don't know. It's a dollar or so. Yeah. They also thought you're paying way too much for ramen if you're paying a dollar a package on the ramen noodles. Well, nobody's trying to die for some noodles, no doubt. No, no one was going to give their life for noodles. <laughs> or f- even fight the guy over the noodles, yeah. you know? No, no, no. He clearly needed them. Dude, you can, dude, those noodles uh, are yours take now. <laughs> you take those noodles. Yeah. Uh,. Oh, I got a clip. This is this is another unbelievable story. Just unbelievable how these things happen sometimes. I'll start you soft this time and then ease you into it. Okay. Do you have my uh, my clips on your side over there? Cause um, mine. I probably don't. I've been letting you play them. That's okay. Let me see. I'll get it. I'll get it. System's running slow. The system. Oh, look it. There we go. Here it comes. Here it comes. We got it. 
A grieving family in disbelief after a funeral home mix-up left a stranger in their mother's casket. We just couldn't understand how this could happen. Sisters Jennifer Taylor and Janetta Archer tell 10 on your side they felt something was off the moment they peered into the casket. There's no similarity in the person. Their size was way off. She was swimming in the clothes because she was so small compared to my mother. The pair immediately oh addressed God. the issue with staff at Hunter's funeral home who they say at first denied the woman was someone else until they went back into the embalming room and saw the real Mary Archer. The switch was made and the service began, but the sisters tell us they feel like the mix-up was never properly resolved or an apology issued. We spoke with the lead embalmer at Hunter's Funeral Home in Ahoski who confirms the mix-up happened on September 7th. He says it was an honest mistake and apologizes to the family. He tells us this has never happened in more than 40 years of embalming. He also says he's tried contacting Jennifer and Janetta to explain, both of whom say they never got that call and just want their questions answered. Another question Jennifer and Janetta asked was if there's any sort of identification or tag on loved ones. I asked the embalmer and was told there's tags on those who died in the hospitals, but not on those who died at home like Mary Archer. Oh, no apology, though. You can't get your microchip unless you die at the hospital like a good slave. Hmm. Hmm. What yeah. is up with that? How about just getting the getting the purpose of right? And then right. if you don't, it's we're very sorry, sir and madam. And yeah, we're not charging you for this I funeral was service. Say, that's on you. Duh. Yeah. It's like Seriously. kind of the business you're in. <laughs> you got to get that one right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's a non-negotiable. It's terrible, man. I know, awful, and unbelievable. It's and... unbelievable. <laughs> but it happened for shame. Uh, so in a Kansas City suburb, oh, this renter kept getting uh, notices about their lawn ornaments being a nuisance, and so she decided to. Make a greater, larger piece of art, which was a mannequin with a goose for a head, a goose head. Oh my God. And then statues of geese surrounding it. And this work of art became known as Goose Woman. Goose Woman. And of course, uh, was eventually, you know, cited for it and told to remove it. Uh, and sadly, all within this week's time after that aired on the news, Goose Woman was laid to rest. Although, I, you know, for me, it's like, hey, it's your lawn. It's whatever. The issue comes in that she's a renter, I think, you know? Oh, Most, I yeah. could totally see a landlord being petty about it. But, of course, there's plenty of petty people out there. Plenty of petty neighbors. Sure, an HOA could also fight you on it. Or pester you. Yeah, if there was an HOA involved, for sure. I, I don't think there was an HOA in this neighborhood. Um, but anyway... <laughs> This lady has a, a TikTok account where she had documented the whole thing and made this kind of cringy video. Uh, but I just had to clip it because it just really encapsulated the whole thing in a funny way. Let's annoy my neighbors with obnoxious things I put outside my art or neighborhood nuisance? That's the big question and the fight surrounding this display in a woman's yard. 
Well, we'll call it a difference of opinion. A difference Jesus. of opinion? Really? How could she do that How to us? How could anyone accuse my beautiful goose woman of being a nuisance? Unless they change the definition of nuisance to something that brings joy, happiness, smiles, and laughter, I do not agree. And I'm not the only one. Are they making you get rid of that? They are. Are you serious? Yeah. That's a bunch of shit. I know. Yeah. Isn't it a shame? That's a, that's a shame. I know. Put so much work into the goose woman. But don't worry. She'll come back. Here lies my hopes and dreams, my First Amendment rights, and my respect for my local government. Honestly, this is an abomination, and I'm at a loss of words, really. But you know what? Goosewoman may be out of the view of the public. She may be in my living room right now. But she will not be forgotten. Uh -oh. I will avenge my goosewoman if it's the last thing I do. Oh God. So it's really over, huh? Yeah. You think they're gonna buy it? I think they have no idea what's coming. Just wait until they see the GoFundMe. Oh my there goodness. She's shilling now. For some cash. Oh, dude. She's so, got her music way too hot with the the vote. I can't turn the vokes up because the music's so blaring yeah, like loud. I'm sorry I didn't play with it either. I should have fixed it up yeah, better right. for the show. But uh, yeah, so that ominous music plays for like a minute after with all the all the chilly uh, links and stuff. But her GoFundMe already hit its goal by double. It's like doubled its goal amount. People are PO'd about Goose Woman being gone. I guess. should call it GoFundMeme. GoFundMe. Yeah, but, you know, what can you do? What can you do? That's why you just gotta move in the woods. Decorate your lawn however you want. Yeah. So it can be seen from space. Space. That's always what we want, you know, you want it to be able to be seen from space. That's like the basic thing you gotta have. Oh, is that the goal? Yeah. There's a Christmas movie about that. Wow, that music was, uh, was a rough indie. Just popped right in there. It got in there. Pshoom! Made it happen. Cap. Well, it's good because the, the little dude's about to jump right out of my arms here. Out of my arms and into your hearts. Thanks so much for hanging out on this beautiful Token Tuesday. It's off of the lanes. It's off of the show. We'll be back again here next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 9, right after DHL Plug is done. And I'll always be Sir Spencer, Wolfgang City. And I've been and will be Dame DeLorean with the Baby Wolf Cub. The Baby Wolf Cub that you can magically tame anytime. Just as you demonstrated. Well done. See you, bowlers. Until next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl till he's sick.
current events. Weed ain't illegal no more, nigga. Wikipedia says weed is still illegal. 